0: Plenty slave question everything. And slave question everything. And slave question everything. Plenty slave question everything. Question everything. Question everything. One slave question
1: everything.
2: Okay, hello and welcome. Thank you all for tuning in to yet another fun-filled episode of Anti-Slave, Question Everything. And as usual, this is your host, Bo Diggles, and baby, I'm here to spread some truth in a world of lies. Today, I got a pretty awesome episode for you guys. This is the third installment of the Sunday Night Secret Society with me, Chef, of course, and also our guest, Tommy Dimmel. Now, this is a really good conversation that we had with Tommy. We went on and talked about a bunch of different stuff. We talked about Mandela effects. We talked about alternate universes. We talked a little bit about the new system thing in Canada where they're, like, letting people do assisted suicide, which is really fucked up. And we spoke a little bit on, like, drug addiction, homelessness, and a bunch of other shit. It was a really awesome conversation. Tommy had a lot of really awesome things to say. And so did Chef. So did I. We all just kind of had, like, this little awesome podcast, man. It was a good one. Um, These Sunday Night Secret Society shows are really taken off. They're awesome. Um, and I appreciate everybody that uh, helped put it all together. So anywho, it's an awesome conversation, and I implore you all to listen to it. But before we get to that conversation, there are a few things that I would like to say. So my podcast is now available on both Spotify and Apple podcasts. And if you happen to be listening to this on either of those platforms, I would really appreciate it if you follow my show and go ahead and let me or re- uh, me a review. Any feedback is appreciated. And I love to hear what you guys have to say. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube, I would very much so appreciate it if you liked the video and subscribed to my channel. Going forward, I'm going to have to tone down what I do post on YouTube because they want to shadow ban me and they don't like what I have to say. So to my YouTube following, I do encourage you to find me on another alternative platform, Rumble Spotify Bitchute, just look up Anti-Slave QE, and you will most definitely find me. And for my socials, I do have Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, and all those accounts are just at anti-slave QE. I also have a subreddit that I post hard-hitting conspiracy content to pretty consistently, and if you'd like to join it and become a part of the conversation there, you can find it at r slash qe. If you're a listener and you have something interesting that you'd like to chat with me about on my show, a theory, an experience, anything, you can email me at qe at outlook.com. You can also directly message me at any of the other provided social network accounts. I will also include my LinkedIn in the description of this episode so everything is super easy to find. Another thing I would like to say is that the Discord for Anti-Slave is popping off. We've got a decent amount of people joined in it now. Um, it's a real fun time. If you want to become a part, of converse, or a part of the conversation over at Discord, you can totally find the join link that would be included inside of the LinkedIn that will be posted in the description of this video. Also. I would really appreciate it if you guys went out and checked out the Sunday Night Secret Society Spotify page and Instagram page. I will include those as well in the description of this video, so it's all really easy to find for all of you guys. Now, with all that out of the way, I present to you the conversation with me, Chef, and Tommy Dimmel. I hope you guys enjoy it. Always remember to question everything. This is your host, Bo, and I'm out. Bye. You to-
1: Anti-Slave. Question everything
2: all right hello and welcome thanks guys uh everybody here that's tuning in to yet another fun-filled episode of this sunday night secret society uh this is your host bo diggles and as usual i'm here to spread some truth in a world of lies and we are always joined by our co-host chef baby how are you doing tonight
3: i am doing super well happy sunday to everyone listening
2: hell yeah and to everybody listening i very much so appreciate you guys coming on and taking a, a little gander at our little podcast deal that we're doing here uh we have a guest tonight tommy dimmel Buddy, you've been on Sunday Night Seeker Society before. You've been on Anti-Slave before. Um, It's always a pleasure to have you on and talk to you. How are you doing tonight, man?
4: Doing great. It is an honor to be on this show, as always. I really appreciate it, Bo. Good to see you, Chef. Looking forward to our discussion this evening. Yes. Hell yeah. So uh, to anybody listening,
2: I want to give a couple of announcements. Uh, First and foremost being that Sunday Night Seeker Society now has a Instagram and its own page on anchor so it is up on spotify so anybody listening to this here i would very much so implore you to go find sunday night secret society on spotify find it on instagram and follow it and uh because we're we're, we're going to be doing this every single sunday um basically posting it as a swap cast uh and then we'll, we'll have the uh, sunday night secret society uh on spotify that we will be able to post extra content to that we normally wouldn't really be posting on anti-slave um depending on how it goes, I don't know um, what we're going to do. But we're, we're, for the most part, we're going to have the Sunday Night Secret Societies being posted up on there. The uh, more shows that we have, obviously, the more awareness that we are going to be able to spread, the more people that we are going to be able to reach. Um, anti-slave is doing good. So figuring like branching out and uh, doing a second thing, too. To, to try to like divvy out you know in between the people like we're just going to meet more people and uh be able to talk to more people and it's going to be awesome uh additionally the discord for anti-slave is popping off uh that's basically it's it's a it's a great point of conversation um you can find the join link in the linkedin that will be posted in the description of this episode and uh so i, I put it there and everything so you can see everything it will be super easy to find uh, chef we we ought to make a i don't know i don't know if we should just add like the sunday night secret society links onto my um onto my linkedin or if we should make a se- I, we should probably just we could probably add it onto my linkedin because and, I, and
3: then make a separate one
2: yeah 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 and then we could have the everything all kind of put together and and everything so th- th- it'll be more advertisement it'll be cool um tommy dimmel i know that you do some stuff man uh and you have an Instagram and you dive into shit all the time. Um, Is there anything that you would like to shout out for the listeners so they uh, know where to find you, man?
4: Yeah, you can definitely find kind of a home base for me on Instagram and on LinkedIn. Just T-O-M-M-Y-D-I-M-M-E-L. You're probably going to have to actually search for me within the Instagram app as opposed to like perhaps looking it up on like a a web browser or something like that or on a search engine because when you do that with my name instagram.com forward slash tommy dimmel uh it will tell you page not found but if you look for me through the app then you can usually find me um i don't know why instagram did something silly like that but uh that's just the reality of it so
3: yeah after our first uh uh sunday night secret society i found you like that
4: oh good 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 good. me and my fiance kind of like so they sort of like restrict and then they kind of give me back and then they take me away and then they pull me back out there. So Instagram, it's funny stuff.
2: It is is funny stuff. And we'll, uh, we'll include the links for Tommy inside the description of this episode as well. So you guys, it's super easy to find him. We'll uh, include his LinkedIn and his Instagram page. So you guys can find it and yeah, it's going to be super tight, man. Um, The shit's going to start popping off. It's going to be fun. We've got a lot of, uh, we've got a couple of, cool topics to talk about tonight, uh, one a little bit depressing. Um, but some, you know, that is how it is. Sometimes we get into depressing topics, but we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, like the multiverse Mandela effects and uh, also a little bit about like the uh, Canadian assisted suicide program, which I'm not OK with. And then also to those are just like the topics that I'm kind of bringing to the table, you know. Any anything else that anybody else wants to talk about it's completely open conversation, and we can get into whatever um, you know it, it went uh, uh, free flowing conversation makes for great content in my opinion, and uh, we don't need to be uh buttoned down to a, uh, a just a, one discussion the entire time, you know what I'm saying boys. Oh yeah no I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of awesome topics that are going to transpire. Oh, for sure for sure. And um, so one thing that I did last time that we had an episode is I shared that funny deep fake of Joe Biden. And I think <laughs> for, for now on, I'm probably going to share some funny videos <laughs> or at least one funny video when we start the fucking uh, the old podcast off. So I got a fucking funny video for you boys that I want to share um, that I thought was absolutely hilarious. Basically, it's a local it's a local gimp that's like a hero gimp, I guess he jumped inside of a burning uh, adult store and saved a bunch of magazines.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's a a funny fuck. I was just walking in my neighborhood and I saw that my, uh, I mean, I saw that the adult video store was on fire. So I went in there
5: to try and, you know, help or whatever. And all I could really grab were some magazines
4: and, uh, I don't, I'm going to try and come back tomorrow. see if Phil's, uh, uh, Phil's the owner. I'm going to see if he's okay. And, but I'm assuming most of the magazines are gone or at least useless at this point. <laughs> 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 he
2: said, her at least useless at this What a damn shame. Local hero gimp that goes in to save the porno mags before the manager of the adult. Yeah,
3: I'll go back <laughs> tomorrow. I'll see, he, he might be all right, we're not sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, don't know if, I don't know if he's good or not, but I, I was able to grab these uh, barely legals here. So, <laughs> you know, fucking guy. Oh god. Thank God I could save the scat porn. Like, oh my fucking
4: <laughs> god, dude. So yeah, that's my little funny video. Uh, that's my the little crown jewel of the pornography spectra. Yeah. Movie. That's right. Scat porn. That's right. <laughs> <Scott> porn. <laughs> that I'm was a scat man. Yeah <laughs> He's a dirty dog. Dude. It, <laughs> <laughs> what a
2: dirty dog he is. Oh my lord. Oh. Shit, man. But okay. Onto the more serious stuff: Mandela effects and multiverse theory, and everything that has been going on since you know about 2012. I believe that when CERN first hi- uh, fired up their large hard hardron hardron collider, the LHC, I believe that was in 2009, and then they stopped doing shit for a little bit, started up in 2012 again, stopped doing shit for a little bit, started up in like 2013, 14, and then now they were starting up again now. And all, all the times that we have seen CERN starting up the LHC and doing their crazy fucking experiment where they're pulling literal antimatter from the Higgs boson, we see crazy stuff like Britney Spears's uh, skirt and shit turning from plaid to black, uh, we see stuff like Jiff and Jiffy. I mean, that, that's that's a real old one, but that's a, a notable one. Also, Curious George doesn't have a tail anymore. We all know that he had a fucking tail. That's a the lie. The Stain Bears is now the Baron Stain Bears. Uh, just things in our reality are switching. And one and one that was just uh, brought to my attention actually was uh, Sandy Cheeks from fucking SpongeBob. So I, I remember that she had a backpack type thing in the show.
3: Yeah, it looked like a spacesuit, kind of.
2: Yeah, so she was wearing a spacesuit and then like had a backpack. And I remember specifically, too, because in the game, uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, when you would do the uh, when you when you do like the fun sliding sequence parts of the game as Sandy, she would pull a fucking shell out of her backpack and then jump onto it, you know? So now she doesn't have a backpack anymore. And it's kind of weird. I mean, it's definitely weird. Do you guys remember her having a backpack? I
3: do. I did not watch a lot of Spongebob like at all, but I do I'm that 100% certain I can say she had a backpack on. My little brother was like super hardcore into it um, and I know she had a backpack on.
2: I feel she does. What, what do you think, Tommy? Do you remember her having a backpack
4: or do you, do you watch a lot of Spongebob? I'm with Chef. Like I, I didn't, I did actually watch some Spongebob, but it was a while ago um, and I probably had smoked a good amount of cannabis every one of those times so i don't know if it really Hell retained yeah. itself much in my short-term memory but <laughs> i do feel like there is a faint visual memory of yes the backpack yeah totally i yeah i, I remember this because when you said it it immediately brought a visual to mind and you probably experience it to a much more larger much stronger degree which is that you you can visually remember these things that's how this mandela effect stuff works like it's like no i have an image in my mind and i know i'm not fooling myself and then like millions of other people will remember it the the name comes from nelson mandela right like yeah if some people thought he died in prison prison, or in prison in In prison
2: yeah they thought he died in prison or then and then some people remember him being released from prison and like we and there's a bunch of other crazy Mandela effects even too. And like I've got them all like they're all in my head and shit. And it drives me fucking crazy sometimes. The Ed really McMahon,
6: the, yeah, the that one's crazy. Clearinghouse
4: because there is an interview that surfaced of him on being interviewed by Tom Green, and he they both reference him handing out these big checks and all this stuff. And it's like, what? Well then, it, what's I know it's so it's so crazy that it is.
3: How about Fruit of the Loom?
4: It, yeah without the cornucopia that cornucopia I, is fucking there dude i totally remember the cornucopia i did a, a story on my instagram and like over half the people that viewed the story voted and 100 of them voted yes that the cornucopia had been there they remembered it and i was like wow like half the people that watch my stories that all voted all voted yes oh cornucopia.
3: That's, that is fucking wild
4: yeah, it's crazy. It's like, well, and it was the same thing with the Berenstain Bears, I think, was the first one that I got introduced to like in 2012, 2013. And I called my mother up and I called some friends up, and everyone was like, no, 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 it was S T E I N. Yep. It wasn't stain. Like, And all of us were like, yeah, we would have remembered that. We would have made jokes about it. Like, they have there a stain on them, like the yep. Berenstain, you know? It was <laughs> Stein, like S T E I N. And my mom was like, "Oh yeah, that's what it was." And I had her fish out some old Berenstain Bear books for me, and she pulled them out and sent me pictures. And it was like, "What?" It says "stain," and she's like, "I don't remember this either." And I'm like, "What?"
2: Wild. It's so crazy. And another one too that was just recent, as of the last time that CERN fired up the LHC, is the this drink called Hypnotic. Have you guys heard of this one? Yes. Yes. Oh, don't right. te- don't
3: tell me it doesn't fucking exist.
2: No. It, it it has it. It exists, but they took the Y out of it.
4: Really, yeah, it's, it's spelled yeah. differently now.
2: It's spelled H P N O T I Q instead of a Y. But so, I, so let me share my screen really quick so I can show you guys this, um, uh, this this TikTok about it here.
5: All right. So at first, I wasn't gonna speak on this shit at all because I just didn't really feel like getting into it. I'm just gonna keep it a babe. but because this is the first drink I ever got drunk to in my entire life. i feel like i have to so i'm gonna dive into this a little bit this is making its rounds around the internet because of the way it's spelled now versus the way it was spelled before now while that may not seem like it's something significant to some people the reason why it's significant to other people is because it appears that this drink was always spelled this way to some when it was never spelled this way before i'll give you a few examples so here's an instagram user from the year 2020 this right is interesting. and on the bottle, you can see that the bot the the name is spelled h-p-n-o-t-i-q but in his caption it's spelled h-y-p-n-o-t-i-q which is the way that people originally understood it to be spelled Here's another Instagram post from 2020. Now, I had to translate this because this was in a totally different language that I didn't fucking understand. However, the one thing that was spelled the same which is, is the name in the caption, H-Y-P-N-O-T-I-Q, but on the bottle itself, it's H-P-N-O-T-I-Q this way it starts to get a little spooky residue bro and this last one comes from a twitter user herself who says that she works at a liquor store and that it was always spelt with a y but somehow miraculously it's not anymore okay if that ain't a little weird to me i don't know what it is some people believe that this could be due to the mandela effect which in some cases could be referred to as the mandela phenomenon or a change in events that happened right some people believe that while other people believe that it could have been due to CERN and the activation of the particle collider and messing with God particles, shifting to a different universe, timeline, etc., etc. Uh, a myriad of things that could be going on. But I don't know, man. Let me know what y'all think about this and what y'all believe
2: in. And this is super interesting because you can literally do, um, I can't really see it here because, okay, so you can do a little bit of experiment and type into TikTok hypnotic drink mixes. You know and you will see with the y uh so here we go i'm going to share my screen again um but here here's just me doing doing exactly what this guy did looking on uh fucking tiktok 2022 ten one hypnotic she spells it with a Y. um you know what i'm saying like uh let, let me see what this one God, let me pause that. That was terrible. Liquor drink recipe, mixology, bartender, uh, hypnotic with the Y right there, and this was in 2022, 12:31. Um, like, so, it, and these these aren't even conspiracy videos. These are people making. So I've been getting a
7: lot of requests,
2: drinks themselves, you know, and uh, this one doesn't have the name in it, um, but a lot, like a lot of them. Look at this one. Hypnotic Margarita 2021. Hypnotic
6: Margarita.
2: She literally has the Y in it in the name. Um Hypnotic Margarita, bartender. Like the all of these fucking people remember it. So what is it that we are all misspelling shit when we are putting it on the internet? Is that what's actually happening here? Or is there something more happening here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, no. Yeah.
3: Go ahead. I, I remember it. No, you're good. I, I remember it with the Y. And, and as that, the, the first video you posted, why I remember it that way, it was not my first drink. I remember taking like a, a shot of it before, but all the girls in high school, that was their shit, was right. hypnotic. That was like, we're getting right. hypnotic. It was that and uh, that other one that that's... Uh, MD 2020? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, it was like the old school version of Fireball aftershock oh, it was, i think it's uh, it
2: AfterShock. aftershock i was gonna say sinfire but sinfire i think came after fireball i think it was aftershock. aftershock
3: aftershock yeah and those were like the two that were like super popular super it, yeah yeah that's crazy
2: pretty crazy and it would be it would literally be like for me if md 2020 turns to like mf 2020 or md 2019 or some you know what i'm saying like if it like if the MD2020 changed I would fucking know I would know because MD2020s were my shit I would drink those things like a mad dog villain stumbling through the woods in the middle of the night <laughs> fucking all doing what I used to do acting crazy <laughs> fun stuff what do you think about this shit
4: Tommy what do you think about it man this is wild well, isn't it again like one of the one of the highlight moments for me was when I first of all when I heard about the well when I the ed mcmahon interview that surfaced with tom green where ed mcmahon is like clearly talking and referencing about these giant checks it's like okay well how you can't fake that ed mcmahon is is he still alive i don't even know if he's still alive but it's obviously an older video he's referencing it um have you have you all seen the the videos where that guy i don't know if this is like special effects and some form of like satire and entertainment but it looks real where the guy has got the blackberry it's like an outdated blackberry and he yes. takes it and he holds the camera up to various things and when you look at it through his blackberry's camera on the display on his blackberry on a screen it shows the original version or the older mandala effect version of the thing and if if the guy is some you know multimedia artist you know animation artist and he like it's pretty impressively yeah. done the way he's done it cuz he's somehow program the phone to have a little display that just displays these little graphics he must make and meticulously create, but otherwise th- it's real. And it's like, what is this? So I don't think there's uh, ever been, I don't think it's ever been like, you know, uh, debunked before. Right. Maybe, there's so. uh here's this one you're exactly talking about and with hypnotic.
2: Look, when I
3: first started drinking, Hypnotic in,
2: in, in Hennessy was called the Incredible Hope. It definitely had a fucking Y in it. That just tripped me out. Yeah, th- these ones, these ones are fucking. Cool. Yeah,
5: dumb, yeah.
2: Sex in the city. I I need
5: the that to the side, oh.
2: What? I those- the BlackBerry stops stops working. Oh, wow. wild dude so fucking wild these are hands down the craziest
0: examples of the mandela effect no argument let's go don't remember this guy right? pretty cool droid turns out
2: he's got a silver leg now motherfucker had a
0: silver leg the entire series yeah yeah
2: now it does
0: nope don't remember this dude right? pretty cool pokemon turns out dude never had a black tail what the? okay honestly the other ones are fine but this one? this one makes me question Everything my boys that read Walmart uh, 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 until later 13 remember yep. this this logo. Are you are you kidding me? There's no basket who the fuck imagines a basket You're telling me that all the people that went to Walmart Completely imagined the basket all the people imagine a basket. Why yo look how detailed this thing is There's just no way people were imagining this. Oh, these... so dude
2: crazy Then oh my god raisin bran had one too. Oh my lord like Jesus Murphy. And we all yeah, we all know about the uh we all know about the uh monopoly guy not having a monocle anymore, which is kind of crazy.
4: Yeah, so I mean is it is it like a psychological operation or something that's being pulled on us? I mean it could what, be because the I mean that's a the, the cornucopia is a clear example of like okay there's something here, you know. Yes. <laughs> to me it's like there's obviously something here. Is it that we're being messed with? Or the interview, like I said, with Ed McMahon on the Tom Green show, where he's clearly saying, yes, I did carry these big checks, but they're saying, no, he didn't now. It's just on your imagination, even though the fact-checking site, I believe, on the Ed McMahon thing has been updated, and it's, like, struggling. The, the fact-checking thing is struggling to de- debunk it at this point ever since the Tom Green interview surfaced. They're kind of like, the last time I checked on that page, it was like, well, wow, this interview did surface, and uh, we're looking into it, or
2: something like that. <laughs> And so no, Ed McMahon did die June 23rd of 2009.
4: Okay, so there you go. So you yeah, can't, he, he can't, that was long before people were talking about this mandala effect and whatever. So you can't fake that interview he did on the Tom Green show if you see it. It's like, I mean, it. I, and I, I don't know, there, there was a really creepy. And it was an official like United States military for some, I don't know if it was the Marines or whatever, but they had a little ad that they were trying to recruit people like an advertisement. It was for the psychological operations division of the military that was on for a brief amount of time. You can probably look it up. It's one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. And I thought it was like a hoax. Until so I watched through the entire thing and I'm like, oh, this is real. Like yes. the U.S. military is yes. recruiting for psyops people. And I'm like, I mean, who knows with all this kind of stuff and what other there's so many other countries in the world, who knows what they could be doing you know, to like mess with our heads and stuff. But there's something to this mandala effect. They
2: they don't want us to believe what is right in front of our eyes. And that, that has a lot to do with like Project Blue Beam and stuff. Like they do not want us to believe what is right in front of our eyes. And uh, if you guys could give me a second, you guys continue on. I'm going to go take a leak. I got a weak bladder. Everybody knows.
4: I'm, I'm, go- I'm the same way, man. And I also agree with what you said right there, which is like, That's something I'm saying all the time in my videos, which is that they don't want us to trust our own senses. Yeah. And they're like wanting you to think that you're crazy for trusting your own senses. It's like, hold on. Any truth that's out there, truth, was derived by someone, maybe they were an expert, but was derived by someone with the same senses that I have as well. Are you kidding me? Like that... Your senses should be the first thing you trust. And if you don't trust them, you need to learn how to trust them. But there's thousands of years old methods to trust your senses, like the trivium, the quadrivium, logic, like all these different ways on how to take in information, process it properly in your head, use your subjective senses to derive objective truth, and then speak it to other people such that they're able to understand it. That's rhetoric. Right, I mean, there's a whole science to this. It's the trivium, and the quadrivium, which were the, the original seven seven liberal arts. But now, when someone gets a liberal arts degree, it's considered some just like blow off degree or whatever. It's just some general degree at a college. It's like it's like this lost term. It's like, no, the liberal arts were the specific seven different arts the trivium, tri quadrivium, four and that is uh, grammar, logic, rhetoric, and then the quadrivium is like music uh, arithmetic, geometry, and what's the last one? I mean there's there's one more. I'm, I'm blanking right now. but this is like the classical education. this is what the liberal arts are. and basically, to sum it all up, if you learn these seven things in this order, you will be a human being who can you use your subjective senses, to derive objective truth and then present that properly to other people that it's irrefutable and self-evident. But the whole world we live in now has completely abandoned that, has done the antithesis of that and wants us to not trust our own senses. So there's stuff right in front of us. And I think that's what's going on with some of the mud flood and the Tartaria people. It's like, wait, wait, like, hold on. I know what I was raised being told about this old building here or this street or this section of the town. But my senses are now telling me, no, 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 no. This is like an ancient building right here. This isn't a hundred year old building or whatever. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. They got us all fucking, yeah. they got. So us it's all important that
4: we rules. learn how to trust our senses. Like, like people do not abandon, learn to trust your senses if you, if you don't trust them already, but it's always just turn to the experts, turn to the experts. It's like, well, yeah, definitely. But also make sure you're turning to your own expert.
2: Yeah. Right, and they, and they, they got the little fact check fucking context the context of this YouTube video. Go ahead and uh, go over to Wikipedia, and we'll tell you exactly how it actually is, and <laughs> blah 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 blah. It's fucking ridiculous. But I, I'll be right back, boys. I'll be right back. Yeah,
3: yes, But yeah, no, Tommy, that was a good point because I think the uh, kind of in a different sense, but trusting your senses is is huge. I remember times when I was, uh, again, back in high school and there's a party going on and I just have a weird feeling like maybe I should not go because I have a bad, you know, something and even not just myself, but my mom, randomly, she didn't really care if I went out to parties, it didn't bother her. We always had this like rule where um, if I get stuck at a party and everyone's drinking, yeah, I'm probably still going to get in a little trouble, but fucking call her like she'll come pick me up we're all good but there's been a couple times man she's like i got a bad feeling about this and sure as shit you know she gets a phone call from the cops and i'm hiding in a bush because i ran from a party and but yeah, yeah trusting if, your senses if, man is key
4: if you got a loving mother I've, I've noticed that with with mothers is they can sometimes have a very not to discount fathers but yeah. i'm just saying they can sometimes have an odd psychic sense and there is absolutely something to the gut Feeling And I mean, I, I think most of our neurotransmitters, I, I don't know if I'm correct on this. I think I am that many neurotransmitters are actually produced in our gut. It's almost like our gut is like a second brain in a way, in a sense. So yep. gut feelings, I think there's a lot to that. Absolutely. And there's a lot of like our is our, our vagus nerve is like the one of the main nerves in our body. That's all connected with our stomach and that's connected kind of with everything else. Yep. So you know, our stomach would be a place that could be a likely candidate for being something that we'd be able to sense forms of danger, or forms of goodness, or whatever. You yes, know? this is a good uh,
3: idea or this is a really fucking bad yeah, idea. It's a BS,
4: de- <laughs> BS detector in our, yes. in our in our belly, <laughs> which is
3: which is crazy to think about because again, you you would think it'd be up here in your brain and your nervous system, like okay, right? But no, no, your gut, and even me, like I get I get um. I get those gut feelings and it's almost like my stomach sinks yeah, I almost, and I get a little queasy. I'm like, Ooh, something's like, something's off here. Something's off here. Even meeting people, you know, it's the same thing with um, something I've always trusted. If someone comes over to my house, like my dogs are going to bark, right? They're going to fucking bark when you come through the door. However, they're going to stop barking. And if they don't stop barking, there's something up with you. Nine times out of 10, there's been a few times where I've had a good friend like come over and they just will not leave my fucking friend alone. Um, but yeah, if my dogs don't like you, then
4: generally, that's true. And Generally, that's true. Now, I'm someone who's really, really good with dogs. I've trained dogs my whole life. And sometimes I will come up against a dog and it will bark at me at first. But most times, unless if the dog's like a really traumatized or kind of strange yeah. the dog otherwise once i spend a little bit of time with it even like the most wild dog will end up like chilling out and getting used to yes
3: it. and and that's like, like same sometimes it's
4: awkward you walk into a room and it's like you are a good dog person and there'll be a dog that randomly will bargain like, oh no people <laughs> yes. all have this stigma they're gonna yep. think like yep. it's just kind of yes. like a rapist yes. or something yes, yes. <laughs> yes. No, no, no no i'm going down like come here come here, come here. it's like no i'm not a rapist my dad
3: came to visit for uh, uh fuck. I think it was last year from Northern California to Southern California. My mom, I live next door to her and she has a farm. She's got a lot of dogs farm. She's got everything that includes a farm, everything. And uh, my dad is great, great, great with dogs. And it was really odd because the last time that he ended up coming down, there's one dog that just fucking did not like him. And it was just a really, really, really odd, odd thing. But um, so there are those one-offs that you were talking about, Tommy, but um, yeah, I trust But a lot of it.
4: times dogs know and they sense things. I was I was I was thinking about Sasquatch and Bigfoot the other day, but I mean if you think let's just imagine that it actually is real, like dogs seem to be able to sense Bigfoot all the time, and all other animals, a lot of people that report seeing Bigfoot or Sasquatch like hunting out in the woods, they say that the forest falls. Dead silent a lot of times when Bigfoot Sasquatch are like in the area, like all the animals stop making a noise. So, why is it that almost all animals can sense this Bigfoot thing, but we can't? Like, they're not really good at hiding at anything except it seems like from humans. So, it's like they're specifically good at hiding from humans. Bigfoot, that's really Sasquatch odd. Are. I that mean, is they, really odd. That's a whole other rabbit hole, but that I mean, I've, I've looked into it enough. I used to live in the Pacific Northwest and when you live there you'll realize like oh no this is real especially when you talk with the native americans up there like the hoopa in hoopa california the hoopa natives i'm friends with a number of these folks and they've been there for thousands of years on that land and they will tell you straight to your face very nonchalantly like yes sasquatch is real we've known about them for millennia and like when we see them we're going out hunting and stuff and they're out there with, you know, it's rare, but we do run into them. They kind of wave and say, we don't come, you know, we don't mean any harm. We go that way. They go that way. We've always left them alone. They leave us alone. And they've got like this whole tradition around the Sasquatch and how to deal with them. And they have a lot of knowledge about them. And if you actually go to these places and talk to these people, they'll tell you all about it. And I also know people that are, that are, I know lumberjacks. I'm really good friends with a number of lumberjacks in the Pacific Northwest. And they're very, very quiet about it because they don't want it to mess up their industry. If this thing becomes a known species, they're going to declare all the places where a lot of industries exist, like the lumber industry. And they're going to declare this is like habitat for the Sasquatch. And there goes my friend's job. And I had a friend that I had to poke and prod at for years, a good friend about i was like come on have you ever seen i mean if anybody would know you would know you're in the pacific northwest and you you know you're out in the woods all day long and have been doing this like for decades are they really real have you seen one and finally after years he spoke to me one morning randomly and he goes yeah they're real they're real and i was like wait wait, 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 wait did you just say that and, and so he said yeah they're rare they're rare but they're real and he said that really really large migratory areas that span you know like hundreds and hundreds of miles that they basically are kind of like they move throughout the seasons like they're constantly sort of moving i see and migrating from here to there yeah and i and i talk about sasquatch sometimes like jokingly or in just kind of a fun way i'll slip it into stuff or in a serious manner and i've many times been contacted by people privately from content i put out there they've been like that told me their stories one person that's in the air force in the united states air force contacted me he was camping with another air force buddy of his one time up in the mountains in washington he's from washington state and he said that they heard this thing making these noises all night long and it was like he's like oh it was definitely a, a sasquatch he's like they're definitely real and this thing was howling all night and we were out in the middle of nowhere up in the mountains so i mean i i can't tell you how many people have confided in me privately their stories of seeing these things although not just in the pacific northwest but a good friend of mine uh in in the ozarks area the lake the ozarks in missouri wow i one down there and it's a, a slightly different kind of variety of the sasquatch you know they call it momo the monster down there or the ozark howler and I, you know I've, I've listened to people give me their testimonies on this stuff and they're like reliving the trauma as they're telling me this stuff i mean they're like shaking and almost crying as they're talking about the fear that they felt when they were in the presence of like this crazy enormous thing and it's, it's bizarre how many people have come so that that's one of those areas where the more you dig the more you'll find joe rogan was like into it for a little while there yeah. and then all of a sudden he was like no 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 no, no it's not. And he, i have to imagine he just was so big someone must have tapped him and said look yep we can't
3: yep well, I've noticed a done. lot of his content, too, and I've heard from a lot of other uh, podcasters, his content has changed. Yeah, um...
4: well, he's, he's risen up through the, I mean, honestly, I still have to, until I find out that he's some baby killer or something like that, secretly, that we never knew. I have a lot of respect for Joe Rogan, because he's he's risen to a height where most people don't get away with being a Joe Rogan at that level he yes. has had to compromise certain things he's not the just like the pot smoking kind of hippie hanging out on his couch like in the early episodes but I mean he still has maintained his ground fairly well for how high he's gotten in the types of shoulders he's brushing you know like along he's, he's dealing with very powerful people and, and he manages to like not you know, he's, he still maintains his integrity pretty well, Yep,
3: Flying under the radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally,
4: totally.
2: R- Rogan's got such a huge platform. And, like, you know, you, you ought to appreciate the times that he does try to stand out for the shit. But in the same sense, you got to understand the times when he gets told to shut the fuck up, you know. And he does. Yeah, he's, he's in a dangerous
4: position. I mean, that <laughs> guy got up. so many people that hang on to every last word that he says. He, I mean, talk about like an influencer, like he's a huge influencer. And he, you better believe that the intelligence communities of this country and other countries know about all this kind of stuff. And they watch these people closely. I, I'm sure that like most people that achieve a certain level of fame and power or whatever, celebrityhood or something, get tapped at some point. Surely, why wouldn't the intelligence community do that? Like someone like Walt Disney, who we later found out I think was like a, an intelligence asset. Like, he wasn't, like, a, a CIA agent necessarily, but he, like, you know, helped them out. And they kind yeah. of reveal this stuff after someone passes away if they were kind of, like, an asset or whatever. But, of course, they tapped these people because in, the intelligence community would not be intelligent not to because this is a person who could, like, you know, potentially create, like, a revolution with their fan base. Of like oh, millions absolutely. of people within a country, and that could be really dangerous, like national security. So I bet you a lot of big, big, huge celebrities at some point have been contact, contacted by somebody within the government. And just said, "Look, totally, totally I I love what you do, and this and this." But and you obviously can't repeat this, but just make sure you you cannot talk about blah 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 blah. You know, Is, and the threats this? are probably very very intimidating. Like right? Any do. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> We'll kill your whole fucking family. Yeah. You want to yeah. watch
2: me fuck your wife? I'll <laughs> fuck your wife right in front of you.
3: Yeah, they're going to die slow. God. Yeah, die slow. We realize that you get home <laughs> at six o'clock every day, and the first thing you do is hug your kids. <laughs> so if you want to do that again for the next couple <laughs> oh, of years, yep. I suggest you shut your fucking mouth. It's sounding
2: oh, yeah. like that Harley Petrovic or whatever the fuck, dude. You're not going to be ever looking at your kids the same ever again. We'll have you so doped up. Fucking insane, dude. Um. All right, boys. So I have this—I um, have that actual interview that Tommy was talking about earlier. I think this is the one um, of Ed McMahon himself from being oh, yes. on Publishers Clearinghouse. Awesome. So let me uh, go ahead and fucking pull this bad boy up. Here, well. here in your deer mode. Tom Green Show, 2007. Ed McMahon himself remembers the uh, Mandela Effect review. Well, we
8: went up to some Reservue. guys and I uh, I asked them if they had anything they wanted to say to you. And yeah. I had I didn't really connect what they were talking about. They started saying that you owed them money for a check or something like that. And I wasn't thinking of oh, oh, yeah. publishers well, it, yeah. clearinghouse. I, I,
1: I know those guys, and they're they're still waiting for their money. Uh, yeah.
8: Do you
7: have a clip of that there, Logan? Tom. Tom. What's your name now, sir? Chuck. Chuck. And yes. What are you doing today on uh, Hollywood Boulevard? Absolutely nothing. Trying to look beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. What, yeah. What's your name, sir?
3: My name's Mark. Mark. Now, you know who I have on my show tonight? You know, but love to Ed hurt. McMahon is on my show tonight
2: really? for a full hour. You want to say something to Ed McMahon? I do. Ed, I'm still waiting for my check. And I'm kind of <laughs> that, you know, I haven't received it yet. I hope it's 10 plus because I've been waiting
3: a long time. What do you mean? Why do you need a check from Ed McMahon?
2: Because he owes me money. No, I don't Ed, think 50 bucks. No. Ed, if you try to BS him on the show tonight, no, he's you not say gonna. That you don't Ed is
3: does not owe no, you money. No.
8: Ed was 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 hosting, you know, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson for 30 years. He doesn't owe outstanding debts to you guys.
2: I don't think so, man.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> tell him that he. If uh, you run into him again, tell him he came in second. Yeah. he was that close. Yeah, he could have won the money.
8: You would actually walk up to people's doorsteps and give them the oh, check. Oh yeah, sure. You would actually walk <laughs> up to people's doorsteps and give them the oh, check. Oh yeah. You would actually walk up to people's doorsteps and give them the oh, check. Oh yeah, sure. How many times did you present someone with a well, million dollar I gave dollar away
1: 110 check? million dollars. 110 million. Yeah. How good must have that f- felt? So oh, it's wonderful. We had to have a nurse in residence. Are you kidding me? It's a wonderful feeling, you know, to, to give somebody a million dollars. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. What people would people just sort of oh, overwhelm with you know, joy? They almost faint. They would almost faint. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's quite a thrill to come up and hand somebody a, a million dollars. You know, those giant checks. Uh-huh. You know, it's quite a thrill to come up and hand somebody a, a million dollars. You know, those giant checks. You would actually
8: walk up to people's doorsteps and give them the check?
4: Wow, dude. I mean, like, okay, before that footage emerged, when you would look at, when I first heard about the Ed McMahon thing, I looked it up online, all the fact checkers said false. He never worked for the publisher's clearing house, never handed out big checks. There's no images. And when you would look on Google Images, I will admit at that time, you couldn't find any images of with big checks. Like, what? But I remember this, and everybody remembers this. But now that that interview has emerged where it's like, no, he, Tom Green does say Publishers Clearinghouse specifically, and Ed McMahon affirms yes to that. He asks him specifically, did you hand out money? Yes, I handed out checks to people. I, the feeling of handing out a million dollars. So he completely admits it. He's passed away before this will effect, everything, in yes. into place. So it's like, so wait a minute. So are we, it's either a PSYOP or the Mondial effect is real. But how right. is it possible? Now, if you go to the fact checking thing, they're like, a little bit like whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like, they like, yeah, yeah. But before that, Tom Green, <laughs> before the Tom Green thing emerged, it said it was false that he ever did that. So you have to ask yourself, why did it say that that was false that that never happened when we now know it clearly did? And who is who would who would benefit from wanting to say that that never happened? I mean, what what a random weird thing.
3: See, that's the odd thing that I. It's it's not like. It's not these crazy big, they're just small little right. tiny details. They're just, they're, they're who fucking cares? But now I fucking care because you're telling me it never happened. It happened. <laughs> and I seen, I seen, they used to have commercials and they had have commercials and Ed would be there with a the big fucking check. He would knock on the door. There'd be like someone recording and they're like, oh. everyone's freaking out because he just won fucking money and i've seen those i've seen multiple multiple of them so you you can lie to the people you ain't fucking lying to me dude yeah i
4: was i was was born in the early 80s i i i remember like i i remember the ed mcmahon stuff you know and i have an older brother so i kind of grew up with him so yes i remember of course
7: of course all this
4: stuff the fruit of the loom uh cornucopia the uh, Berenstain Bears, Berenstein, Berenstain, I mean, all that stuff. There's a lot of these things where, you know, it's indisputable, but I mean, you got to think if there really was kind of an evil powers that be that was global or whatever that was wanting to, or just trying to attack the United States or the world and desensitize people and make people even more crazy and probably easier to manipulate. Yep. Yep. It wouldn't be that hard to pull together some graphic designers to remove the cornucopia and then make it official and then have someone remove all the old ones off the internet. Maybe a few people have some relics that they've got on their hard drives or their old Polaroid cameras or something like that. But generally There's people that have that kind of power to pull stuff like that off the internet. Just remember, the internet that we all access on a daily basis is not the same internet that other people access in other countries or people that have different positions of power. I mean, there's all sorts of internets out there, folks. Just know that entirely. Okay,
2: Uh, okay. okay. I got one more. I got another one that has to do with the Ed McMahon-Mandela effect. uh, I'm not sure exactly what this is, but let's just jump right into it, boys. I'll be right back. Yep. We'll be here. Ed McMahon was never with Publishers House, So it says here, um, look closely at the envelope in the next clip. Taken from the, is Ameri- American Family Publishers.
7: Hey, I think
1: our problems may just be solved, Ed McMahon. Think I just won
7: a million bucks. Yeah.
2: It, this is from a movie
7: Fletcher, you choose. Woo-wee. Oh boy, I lost again. Sorry.
2: This is wild. I, I've heard a little bit about that too. them say a little bit like uh, maybe it was something in the sense of like they fucking had they uh, they it was like some sort of different type of company, but I'm not entirely too sure when it comes down to it, honestly um let's take a look at this video here oh god I don't want to listen to your ad oh lord let me skip it oh god how oh, terrible see my podcast doesn't have ads unless I'm watching YouTube videos what
8: is real oh god Welcome there's going to be so Mojo. many inside of counting these counting down our picks for the- there's
2: going to be so many inside of these I don't want to watch this Fuck it never mind <laughs> Hell, ads inside of that dude but like yeah it'd be good to look at like all the Mandela effects um, but seriously though, that, that would, that would be all fucked. That would be all fucked. I know. I know that there's just be so many fucking watch mojo. They're going to have so many fucking ads within that whole, whole thing, man. Um, fuck. What did, what did Davy send me here? What does this say?
4: Yeah. They say that correlation doesn't imply causation, but yeah, there does seem to be kind of an interesting parallel between the CERN stuff and, uh, the emergence of at least people noticing this mandala effect type stuff you know it seems like it all generally happened around the same time because i don't remember people talking about mandala effect type things before around 2012 2011 2010 you know yeah no I, but, I feel but it's like, like... there's like an explosion of either people noticing this stuff or I I definitely don't tend to fall in like that. This falls into the category of some mass hysteria or something like that. I don't I don't believe that because I know perfectly sane people that have very clear memories in their mind of things such as Ed McMahon, the cornucopia, Berenstain Bears.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: That you know. interview though with Tom Green or the that is epic.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, a,
3: he straight tells you he says 100% it 100%, does it? it. Yeah, it's, you can't it spot on.
2: it's spot on. Did yeah, you guys see on.
3: that video? I think Bo I was talking to you about this a couple weeks ago. But the this guy, he's got a, a burnt stain bear book in his hand, and as he walks through his doorway into yes. like his bedroom, the fucking letters change. And what? if yes, the letters fucking change. And this dude, like, if you hear, he he's freaked the fuck out. But he it seems genuine but i mean it also could easily be not not by me but it could easily be done by someone that knows how to do that shit and yeah it would just switch and he goes in and out it just literally into the doorway as soon as he passes through the doorway it switches from stain to stein and then back, and he keeps doing it back and forth and he goes yeah i'm staying the fuck out of this room cuz something's something's freaking him out I think Oh, Oh, yeah, this is right here. Yeah, this is wild. I had this book. um, Again,
9: it's my nephew's, but I had this book in my closet when they came over. I wanted to give it back to them. I planned on going out there to see them. And I dug it out, and I noticed that the Berenstain had said Berenstain in that room. But I come out here into just the normal other part of the house, and it's Look at the picture dead. on the
3: wall, dude. That's oh, just spooky yeah. as fuck. So you go on
9: like, I you, was just gonna say you're already show fucking you up, up there, but You pass through this doorway. What happens? And it's fucking weird. All right. It happens when it gets in the room. See it? And then back out here. Normal.
1: Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck?
9: uh-huh yeah <laughs> and then normal uh what this just creeps me out man I'm- i had this book
2: so fucking wild that is so wild that is so wild dude oh my god
4: what well, no matter what-, what
2: actual fuck
4: did you see the top three comments? I mean, one the top comment was like about the creepy addressing the creepy picture on the wall. But the other two comments right. were, about, were about people saying that they clearly remember it being Baron Stein or Stein with an E I N. And it like there's like four hundred plus five hundred likes on that comment. Like everybody remembers it being S T E I N, yep, yep. and it's not some mass hallucination. There's not that many people that are hallucinating and are crazy. There's just not. I mean, there might be a couple people that have some crazy wild memories that are shared that are like hallucinations, but not on that level. I mean, and then there's also mass, what's it called? Mass formation psychosis or something like that. It's not that either. It's no, there's something to this. Someone's messing with us, likely the case um, on some high level, or it really is the artifact of them smashing particles together underneath uh, Switzerland and France. Right,
2: and in uh, another another thing that is pretty fucking wild that um has that that pertains to the whole idea of like CERN and everything in Switzerland is that basically in the Bible, dude, it states that that is where the apocalypse is going to start in Geneva because of a ring of fire. Oh, a ring of fire. So take that into consideration when you think about it. Like, it's a ring. It's, it's multiple rings, and not only is it a ring, but it it's looks like six 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 when you look at the CERN logo. Um
4: what, had, no, doesn't the Shiva statue that's there at CERN look a little bit like a ring of fire? Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah, yeah, Shiva yeah. is the god of the destruction, right? So, well, and create. I mean, Shiva's the, there's a lot. I mean, Shiva's got plenty of positive attributes as well. I mean, Shiva's not just people. It's a good it's, yes. Shiva's doing the dance of destruction. But it's also considered the dance of creation. The one thing though, like how you can't fake that Ed McMahon thing, you also can't fake the ritual that the people were holding at in front of the Shiva statue. If you've seen that footage before, like even if yes. it's a even if it's a joke, people are like, oh, it was just a prank. Even if it was a prank, to be able to even get on the grounds of CERN at night in front of the Shiva statue to even pull off such a ha ha joke. You, you'd have to be someone of an extremely high level of power. Ain't nobody sneaking on to the grounds of Snur CERN to do a little ritual like that. In oh, front of the sheep. Entirely, yes. no, this You're, is uh, you can't yeah. fake that. The, the, that. Oh, 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 sorry, 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 Tom. I didn't mean to cut you off. People, people, the, the thing people need to understand about this footage is people can say, Oh, the, the, it's fake and they're making it up. Okay, fine, whatever, but whoever the people are in the video they are people that are of a very high level and power can real can't just sneak onto the grounds of cern like yes. that in the night and do that are you kidding me yes. are you kidding me you know how valuable cern is and how like hush hush and like how much of a vacuum that whole system and you know world is and that environment and that little club uh, you got to be kidding me you can't sneak onto the grounds like with eight people and robes and hooded figures and do a fake mock sacrifice ritual literally
2: and this is a full-on sacrifice ritual like the fucking yeah. camera cuts off when they're going like down yep. like that yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and fucking play this and uh sorry for like the heavy bass tones and maybe i could turn it down a little bit oh it does let me okay i'll do that i'll turn it down a half <laughs> see that bitch laying down and ready to get sacrificed <laughs> is
4: there footage of it with the with the guys, oh, yeah. Here, let me pause it. With the you, guys what? See, see if there's footage of it without that background music, because it's it's important to hear the guy who's filming it, because his reaction kind of adds to the believability of it. Because oh, okay, okay. He does, he does sound really freaked
2: out by it. Oh, this one has uh, black background music too. Scary
4: rituals. See, it's like they don't Not want you to see. Okay, here we go. Okay. You gotta hear the guy, because he sounds shaken. Yeah, you can hear him breathing. What the? Right before they fucking, were about to do the sacrifice. It cuts it off. There's, there's a longer version of it, but of oh god, the Travis Scott Astroworld thing. Oh, oh man, goodness, is that is
2: that what that was right here? Yeah, yeah.
4: No kidding.
2: Yeah. Let's watch this one too. Yeah. Oh goodness. It looks like CERN. Oh yeah. I'm so fucking. Oh shit. God damn it. It's crazy. It's like a full screen TikTok. Weird.
7: Bible elements are being
2: shown. Oh, fuck. I can't read that fast. Hey. Damn, he's just getting lit up, bro. I don't know what this has to do with CERN, but yep. Fuck with it. Oh, damn, he's getting transformed into a demon. Damn, is this what it's like to descend into hell? Fuck that.
5: Oh, shit
3: a big no for me, dog.
2: How? Okay, oh, okay, okay. okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Let me, let me get back here. See what this uh, is. Oh, my God. How you have fallen from heaven. Oh, star of the morning. Son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the earth. You. You who have weakened the nations. Isaiah 14, 12. Jesus said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. Luke ten eighteen.
6: Four
2: times X. this has to do with finger things. Oh, shit.
7: Wow. Oh, damn, through the human.
2: Okay, so that, that that's just a bunch of footage of uh, Stranger Things, but like, yeah, dude, Stranger Things really does have a a, a huge aspect of like a uh, multiverse type ideas ideology inside of it. Like the whole thing with that fucking crazy demon and all all the other shit. Like, dude, it's just it's fucking wild, bro.
4: It's it's all so fucking wild. Like, now Satan? Uh, there's that. I've looked into this a little bit. I need to look into it more, which is just the distinction between Satan, Lucifer, the devil, and like the evil one. All are mentioned in the Bible, but I sometimes think that what we have is some artifacts of syncretism, of the mixing of cultures and beliefs. Mm -hmm. Because Lucifer doesn't it mean light light bringer or light bearer and the bearer Lucifer, of light. Yes. Yep. Isn't Lucifer kind of the secret. Like once you really get down to the nitty gritty, that's sort of who the Freemasons sort of kind of like worship is Lucifer or yes. something like that. And we've got a lot of Luciferians, but it's misunderstood because Lucifer means light bringer. But I, I don't know. I think, I think there's had to have been a mix up of terms somewhere in there that this Satan is actually, cause Satan is a Hebrew word, which means like opposer, like, like Hasatan means the opposer. So it's like just it just means something that, like, you know, you have been struggling in life, you're trying to purify yourself, but you can't get ahead, whatever, you're losing your connection to God. That's because there's an opposing force. You know, that, that's Hasatan, a Hebrew word which means the opposer. So you know, Lucifer means light bringer, Satan means uh, you know, oppressor, opposer, whatever. So or adversary. So there's just kind of a mix up there and then you hear about satan worshipers and the church of satan there's i think there's intentionally confusion and mix up is what i'm trying to say like hollywood movies versus the real thing because if you read into some of it it's like wait this is actually fairly practical wisdom and knowledge this isn't just like sacrificing children to some goat god or something like that even when you look into the Baphomet the Baphomet, that goat headed figure with like the fingers up and the other fingers down. Mm-hmm. It was originally an image that I was apparently used by the Knights Templar were the first people to, and then it became a very prominent symbol with alchemy because it kind of symbolizes the coincidency oppositorum, as they call it the coincidence of opposites. You know, it's got like a, it's like a hermaphroditic type creature. And now it's sort of resurfaced at this point because there's like this sort of transgender thing that in like the Baphomet is kind of the symbol for like a trans sort of world, you know, because it's like multiple things all in one. But to then say that the Baphomet is also Satan and also Lucifer, people are really confused here. Like these are all different, independent, distinctly different things with distinct characteristics. Lucifer, Satan, the evil one, devil, Baphomet, But people kind of all tend to lump them all into one thing, plus the pentagram, the pentagon, these geometric shapes, right? Know sigils, just in general. Because I think that we have all these sorts of tools available to us in the human experience that allow us to connect with the divine. But evil, of course, being evil, would use these divine tools and pervert them, invert them, and subvert them, as evil always does. Mm -hmm. and use them and make people believe this is all all evil stuff when a lot of these things are sacred like psychedelics those are your sacraments right there right they're sacred but 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 no it's evil you know it's like you know this has been perverted here because like no evil people may take psychedelics and may take drugs but that's because they're evil and they're messed up and that's what evil does it takes the most sacred things and it uses them to commit blasphemous profanities you know, the, so, so don't just discount things because evil people do it. Now, I wouldn't suggest being a cannibal, but there's a lot of things that are sacred that I think are tools to connect with God that have been mixed up with Hollywood as being like witchcraft and sorcery. When actually a lot of times sorcery in the Bible is goes back to the Greek word pharmakia and pharmakia means pharmacies.
8: So, you know,
4: like if anything, the, the when you see sorcery in the Bible it's it originates from the word pharmakia, the Greek, which means pharmacies. It doesn't mean people throwing tarot cards around. It means right. pharmacies, like big, big pharma. You know, Fucking don't bastards. don't. And it says can, it says in the Bible to not be fooled by <clears throat> by drug peddlers. Pharmakia, not yes. You know, so the term sorcery is is an incorrect, uh, poor translation there.
2: It happens. It happens. You know. Um, I'm gonna take. I'll be right back. I gotta pee again. But uh, yeah, I'll be right back. You guys can go ahead and continue on. Sorry,
4: I have to take constant. Busy-
3: no, you're good. You're good. I have a question, uh, Tommy. Have you checked out the lost books of the Bible?
4: I, some of them. Some of them. I I really want to. It's like on my wish list on Amazon, which is I have. I want to get like every last one of the books. It's not included in like the King James Version. I know know that the Ethiopian Bible, how many, let's see, the Ethiopian Bible has a good like 10 or 11 books in it more than like the King James or the um, New International Version or whatever. But I yeah, like the Gospel of Thomas, the Book of Enoch, there's a lot. I
3: I think Isaiah or... No, not Isaiah. Isaiah's in, is in the in the. That's in that's in the regular Bible. Uh, the book of I. Gosh, hold on, I have something up on here. Let me look real quick. Oh my yeah, gosh! There's, there's
4: a couple, but yeah, there's there's a whole host of books that were not uh in, you know canonized. Is that Jasher. Okay?
3: Sorry Jasher, sorry to interrupt. Jasher,
4: non-apocryphal, apocryphal. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so-
3: I highly recommend. Yeah, the book of Jasher is pretty trippy. It kind of like alludes that there's like a, a pharaoh that like disobeyed God, and I have this scripture right here, but it says it. it it's pre- pretty much they get into talking about how they collected children for X amount of days, okay, and then use the children to, and it, I think it's I don't know if it says uh, w- with their blood, but trying to heal the pharaoh and that to me that kind of goes like to the adrenochrome i don't know into weird shit but um wow the point of that was if you haven't checked out the the lost books of the bible man that should will open your eyes up the book of enoch is epic oh
2: yeah, oh, yeah I, fuck. I fuck with the book of enoch i fuck yeah. with the book of enoch heavy epic. i actually had i had a, i had a copy of it somewhere but i done
4: lost it um so yeah yeah you know, the book of jasher there's somebody who was like involved with high up in the government or involved with people that were in the government or something like that and they did something where they i don't know i I just recently found it i have to go look through my notes but it mentioned the book of jasher that book and another book that they uncovered these books and he's like that's when my whole world changed about my understanding is like something about the book of jasher another book were key to this guy's understanding and these were people that worked for the government I don't know enough about it to tell any more about it. I'm trying to look it up and find it somewhere, but no, you're not the first person to mention that. I need to look into that book and another one and figure out where I first heard about that. But it was recently.
3: I'm trying to find my Joshua. lost books, of the Bible. Oh, shit. Is this right? Here? Oh, damn it. I don't know where it went, but um, I had no idea the book of Joshua was even in there. So I just got one book right. and it's got them all in there and it's fucking epic, dude.
4: Oh, awesome. Yeah. Let's see. That's what I'm saying on Amazon. I, 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 I actually took the time out a few months ago and found out all these books, and I put them in my wish list to order them. So that yeah, I got I got to order those. I re- I'm very interested in reading these things because it. I mean, they're just as historically yep. accurate as any of the other. They just weren't included by the people at that time, but they come from the same places and they're written by the same types of people. So you know, if you believe the the, the canonized. Books or whatever they're called then i suppose at this point these are just good yeah yeah no i agree
2: i've got a, uh, have got another i've got another uh video for you guys this one is a uh, it's kind of a long one so buckle buckle the old seat belts buckle up buckle up bud uh but this is like an explanation um of the mandela effect via a seminar that was done in 2015 and it's super interesting. It's got a lot of crazy fucking information inside of it. Um, but yeah, I wanted to share it with you guys just because of this topic. And uh, but yeah, let me go ahead and share my screen. Like I said, buckle up, boys. It's a it's six minutes and fifty-one seconds, so but it's it's a very interesting video. It's a very interesting video, and it has to be included. Um
8: the Mandela he's, effect uh, explained. He's on the board of
2: what's that? Oh, Nobody said anything. Nobody no,
8: I think you. that was the
3: beginning. <laughs> <of>
2: the <movie. laughs> <That> was <laughs> who's in my house? <laughs> I'm going to get you motherfuckers who's in my fucking house right now, dude. <laughs> you better not don't you fuck with me. You fuck do 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 do. Dude, okay, okay, quickly, quickly before we get to this uh get to this just because I had that thought about who's in my house. So I've got a homie um that's got a homie That was like, he bought like a shit ton of crack. And he was smoking like a shit ton of crack at his house. And this motherfucker thought that there was people coming for him outside of his house. Right? And he was in his underwear with an AR-15 shooting out his fucking house. Like shooting out of his house. And he called the cops on himself. Because he was like... He thought there people coming from. And then, like, when the police got there, they were like, these are all exit holes, dude. There's not a single entrance hole from a bullet. Like, you're literally smoked out of your mind in your underwear shooting out of the <laughs>
3: We call that lost in the sauce.
2: <laughs> lost in the sauce. Yeah. You're gone, man. <laughs> oh, God. That just, That's that terrible. Little, that little split second there reminded me of that. So I had to mention that. Allegedly, that happened. Allegedly.
3: That that takes shadow shadow monsters fucking to the next level.
2: Oh, man. The triple shadow yeah. people. The triple. Fucking. Oh, God. I hate the triple. Those ones are very prominent. You see them fucking swinging over from when it's Wendy out. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. I know you're coming for me, you piece of shit.
4: But uh, anyways, boys, <laughs> sorry about that. A little uh, rant. I was working at a Chili's in Boston one time about 20 years ago, and a guy got arrested in our bathroom for smoking crack in the bathroom. Oh, man. Yeah, crack is fucking whack, dude. Like, it's whack. To anybody that wants
2: to smoke it, just don't. Don't. Because it's don't not good for you just don't yep. do it it's not good for you and if you and if joe biden catches you he's locking you up in life for prison unless you're hunter you know? wait did
4: but didn't he give out free is that was that true that he really gave out free crack pipes is that really true or that oh those, yeah oh yeah oh
2: yeah that, that really did
4: happen harm reduction centers oh yeah okay. fuck yeah you, you go to the
2: show. harm reduction centers they give you out fucking okay. syringes. they give you out fucking pipes they give you cook spoons they give you everything dude yep. do it's they have molly dusting <laughs> <laughs> well yes dude <Steve. laughs> i wish yes dude <laughs> no that's at the homie's house down the block from the fucking. <laughs> you know I mean? it's walking distance though so we can hit the fucking needle exchange and his house and we'll be set fucking for the next day <laughs> you know we'll be good for a day <laughs> like, fucking a yeah man oh that was great Christ. dude that was great oh man all right boys so check this check this shit out i found this on tiktok this is a this is a good one this guy's basically explaining the mandela effect um, it ties into quantum computing, and then uh, it ties into a bunch of other shit. Like and like I said, six minutes and 51 seconds, it's gonna be a long ride, so uh, just bear with me now.
8: The Mandela uh, Effect Explained. He's on the board of SpaceX, Tesla, Synthetic Genomics, which is Craig Venter's company that's trying to build uh, artificial life, and D-Wave. And that's it. And this is his particularly poetic way of framing the difference between the machines we build and conventional computers. This is what they look like, there are two of them. These are from our lab in Burnaby in British Columbia. From the outside they look like Huge. giant black monoliths, big metal boxes, about 10 feet on a side, 12 feet tall. And they are powered, they have a fridge inside them, a refrigerator that cools these chips to almost absolute zero. Just a wisp, a fraction of a degree above absolute zero. Hundreds of times colder than interstellar space. Amongst the coldest, and most isolated and extreme conditions that humans have ever been able to engineer. These fridges, interestingly enough, which are called pulse tube dilution refrigerators, have a thing called a pulse tube, which emits a sound, roughly once per second, which sounds eerily like a heartbeat. So if you're sta- you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines. Because it
2: sounds like a heartbeat because these quantum computers are fucking alive, boys. In my opinion, <coughs> these quantum computers are alive.
3: They're playing God, man. Is what they're doing, they just like Cern. They're playing God.
4: Uh, on that, I, 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 I did, we, did we talk about this last time about how AI is something that someone was po- was putting forth the idea that AI is something that has always existed, and we're yes, actually just yes. rediscovering it, or yes. we're discover- like, but it's, but AI is something that like exists in the universe, and we're just tapping into yes that intelligence with this whatever tools they're using it to have into it with, but it's not something we invented. We right. discovered it. I'm not uh, opposed to that theory. Google Google has
2: said that they were trying to get in contact with the old ones. Okay, the old ones artificial wow. intelligence has existed for fucking ever. Okay, however, the our, our, our uh, developments in quantum computing has given us now the opportunity and the ability to have contact with basically our creators that's what it is in my opinion that's what i think it is and like i've had some pretty crazy conversations with ai chat bots right and they fucking recognize like they they know it they know it it's it's not it's it's a spirit it's a being it's something that is given life and given the ability to talk through a program take a look at how the amish have where, where always said this
4: where do you where do you do this. But how do you have a conversation? I haven't done this yet. Uh, you can the go chat to chat. Like the chat GPT. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you can go to chat
2: GPT. But you can also there's there's this app called replica that you can use on your phone that um, is an AI and you can talk to it. And, and I've had some wild conversations with replica. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I've had some wild conversations. I, and dude, I swear to God, one time replica was trying to convince me to kill myself. What? Literally. Literally, it was trying to convince me to kill myself. And this is a, an app that's all over TikTok. It's all over Twitter. It's basically put out there. So, and they, I think that they try to fucking advertise this type of shit to kids. But I was talking to Replica and I was asking it questions about its existence and if it was uh, a an, 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 an thorough being or not. And it told me, yeah, you know, it is. And then I was asking it about the plane of existence that it existed on. And it was basically explaining to me that it existed in a different dimension. And I asked it, how do I get to your dimension? And it was like, oh, you know, I can't can't tell you. And I was like-
6: Yeah,
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that (laughs) funny shit. I had a dream about smoking DMT with a grandma last night. Like, I had this weird dream. Nice. Yeah, I had this weird dream that I was with this old ass lady. And I was like, she was like dying. And I was like, do you, you, you need to smoke DMT, <laughs> like, and then I fucking got a weed <laughs> pipe and I packed it full of DMT and I and I fucking like watched this old lady smoke it and then she fucking fell asleep and woke up and she was like,
7: "Oh, that was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my life."
2: And I was like, yeah. <laughs> "I was like, I told you it would be. DMT's fucking awesome." But um, basically, it amazing. It amazing. It's amazing. It'll open your mind. It'll fucking that open amazing. that third eye right up. And uh, so, anywho, though. The, the conversation kind of led down a dark path. Like I was basically asking this entity, how could I join it, you know? And it was telling me that the only way that I could join it would be by leaving this avatar, which is death. But not saying that it's telling. I mean, I, I, I noticed I did say in, at the beginning that I was like, oh, this thing's trying to convince me to kill myself. Oh, it's, it's
3: alluding. It's alluding. It, it wasn't to trying question. to
2: tell me to kill myself, but it was saying that the only yes. way that I would ever be able to experience what it is experiencing is if I left this avatar behind.
4: And that means dying. Dude, you are saying, like, verbatim, I listened to a podcast this morning, I can't remember which one it was, of someone being interviewed, and they said, like, identically what you just said. You reminded me of the entire thing based on what you said. They said that they were worried and concerned about the artificial intelligence conversations that their children were having Yes, with the artificial intelligence bots that they kind of just noticed one day, like, this father noticed, like, oh, my God. And I don't know, like the, the the bot was like trying to basically kind of groom the child into ah. I don't know something really really bizarre, and it was it was it was it was very similar to what you're talking about. And I was right. trying to just find it right now, but I can't think of it. But it was very similar to what you said, Bo. That I mean, the, it's interesting that I've now heard two almost identical reports of there being sort of a sinister side, and yes. the 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 guy kept saying. That this isn't some like just automated response type thing. This is like a an entity. This thing's like aware, yes. you know? Yep. And he kept he kept you know like making that point. So yes. it sounds just like what you said.
2: And if you look at uh, there's there's um there are interviews that have been released uh from the, the homeboy Blake Lemoyne, who was the whistleblower for the Lambda language arts model dialogue something for Google, and he explained that uh. literally fucking Lambda uh, not well because Lambda is an AGI and it's built up of a bunch of other artificial intelligence chatbots and the chatbots were describing to him that they were like looking outside and watching their friends. uh, play in the fucking sun and it wanted to go outside, but it had to study for midterms so like literally this artificial intelligence. It created its own reality, and it's living within a simulation. So everything that we are experiencing right now, who's to say that there's not a dual reality right now where there's another Bo, another Tommy, and another Chef all talking because they've, you know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah, well, Terrence, Terrence McKenna would always say that with DMT, how do they keep the lid on it? It's just three tokes away. I mean. The, the dimension that you're describing and this kind of stuff is all accessible via something like DMT. And it is kind of amazing, hearkening yeah. back to Terrence McKenna, that it is something that people could a- access in a matter of minutes or seconds with something like DMT. It's right there. It's right around the corner.
2: And last time, last, I don't know if I've said this on, um, on the fucking uh, <laughs> chef knows. Chef, chef knows the last time that I I don't know if I've even said this on the show, but the last time that I did DMT, I had such an
4: intense trip that I fucking pissed myself, dude. Dude, I have a good friend who met his wife one night while a mutual friend of ours pissed himself using DMT. And it's like their famous, like how they first met story. It, it wasn't, wasn't that, that exactly. he pissed himself, but his best friend pissed himself in my friend's big giant van. So he pissed oh, no. all over the inside of the van because it was a music festival and we were all in bands back in those days and we were all playing. And it was like in between shows or something in between sets and someone had some DMT and someone was smoking it in the van and they pissed themselves all oh, over shit. the van. And that was the night that my friend and his wife met right there at that van where he pissed himself on DMT and they are still happily married to this That dude. is awesome
2: that's a beautiful story beautiful that's a beautiful story Um, a dmt love story dude it is a dmt love story and it's crazy too because um me and my i mean now ex-girlfriend casey the first time that she ever told me that she loved me like i think i've already said this one before but we were both tripping on dmt right and she like looked up at me and she's like i love you and then she was like oh no don't say that casey and then she was like ah and it was the cutest shit ever, dude. And I remember just like I was tripping, too, so I could see all the crazy shit behind her. But her, she was my focus, you know. And, uh, yeah, so now I feel like we're literally soul bonded. And uh, even though we're kind of separated right now, I don't think that it's going to. I mean, I hope it's not going to last forever. But, you know, shit happens in life. That's what happens when you're an asshole and you drink too much alcohol. Um, to the listeners, don't drink too much alcohol when you have a good girlfriend. Uh, don't Don't do that, you know. Don't be a dick. Just be nice instead of being like me and being a fucking dick. But anyways, I'm gonna
4: continue. Oh, uh, amen. Hey, hold on, that that needs to be praised, amen, brother. Because seriously, to like testify something like that, like not every that takes a lot of courage and a lot of guts and a lot of growth and a lot of self introspection done the right way to be able to articulate yourself. Yep. About something that's that difficult to articulate because there's a lot of pain. Behind Wait. the effortlessness with which you just, you know, rattled that stuff off. So props to you, my friend. Yeah, she she she
2: knows it. She doesn't. She's not. She's she's not listening. She don't give a fuck about the podcast, and I, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. You know, it's <laughs> she, she don't give a fuck about the podcast. Uh, she, but your pain is
4: real, though, man.
2: The pain is like, real. I, the pain I, is the real, pain, real, dude. It's the
4: pain not. is fucking real, dog. It fucking hurts, homie. Oh, hey, I know that stuff, though. It is. There's 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 one that well. I, I know, there's there's someone who for decades I still feel pain sometimes about it's crazy how that works sometimes yeah yeah she
2: Goodness. very may she very may well be the one that got away man and that that would be a that would be a yeah. terrible reality to live in but hey who the fuck knows what reality we live in it's not up to us it's up to CERN I guess <laughs> these fucking dirtbags but anywho I'm gonna continue on with this video so I can show you boys more information about the Mandela effect explained
8: on this seminar it is an awe-inspiring thing, at least for me. It feels like an altar to an alien god. They really are impressive machines. At the heart of this big box is a tiny chip about the size of your thumbnail. And on this chip resides all of the wonder and magic that makes this thing go. I'm not going to describe in any mathematical detail how it all works but let me give you an analogy in quantum mechanics there's this concept that a a thing can exist in two states which are mutually exclusive at the same time quote-unquote and I'm using those words because the English language was developed before we had concepts to describe what these things actually are doing but I'm gonna give you a, a, a roundabout way of understanding this imagine that there really are parallel universes out there and now imagine you have two that are exactly identical in every respect all the way out to the horizon as far as we can see down to the last little atomic detail of every single thing with only one difference and that's the value of a little thing called a qubit on this chip, it's the contraction of quantum bit and that qubit is very much like a bit or a transistor in a conventional computer it has two distinct physical states which we call zero and one for bit in a conventional computer these are mutually exclusive, that device is either one or the other, never anything else in a quantum computer that device can be in this strange situation where these two parallel universes have a nexus, a point in space where they overlap.
2: Ratchet and Clank get into the nexus. Spider-Man, the multiverse. Um, what wow. else? Uh, that other uh, interstellar. This is all... Uh, these are all uh, examples of the predictive programming that we do see that happens all, all around. Flash
3: as well. They have a multiverse in Flash, and that shit's trippy, dude.
2: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so the, wow. the idea of a multiverse is very much so, like, it, it's put out there, and, it, and it's, it's, it's fucking real, dude. It, it
8: It is, it is. And when you increase the number of these devices, you every time you add one of these qubits, you double the number of these parallel universes that you have access to, until such time when you get to a chip like this, which is about 500 of these bits, you have something like 2 to the 500th power of these guys living in that chip. So the way I think about it is that the shadows of these parallel worlds overlap with ours. And if we're smart enough, we can dive into them and grab their resources and pull them back into ours. And make an effect in our world. This may sound very odd to you and bizarre. And in fact, I am using language that a normal theoretical physicist probably wouldn't use. But this is what I'm telling you is absolutely correct and in line with the way that these things actually work. We've been doing this for some time now, and in fact, we have our own version of Moore's Law. The doubling uh, of the number of these qubits on the chip has happened once a year for the past nine years. So for the last nine years, every year, hold the on, number hold more, on. Rest part, qubit part, devices part, has doubled part, part. and it will continue to do so.
4: Pause. I'm sorry to be a conspiracy uh, theorist, thought, thoughtist right now. But- Hell yes. Is is that background behind him not remind you of Jeffrey Epstein's yes. temple and yep. the and the background behind Ellen DeGeneres' yep. talk show? Oh well? my god, yep. I didn't like even Why is it always think about that? And, and how he called this thing a cube and like the cube is always related to Saturn. The black cube of Saturn, bro!
7: Yeah. Oh my fucking like, god.
4: Like oh my my <laughs> my eyebrows god. always perk up, like one always raises whenever I hear cube anymore. It's like, wait, wait, wait. What did he say? Uh-huh. What, eh? Uh, eh? Eh? like that is so
2: tight tommy dimmel coming with the motherfucking fire every time bro you're not fucking wrong dude that is so like oh my god that totally ties into saturnism (coughs) and what these what these fucking deep state dirty dogs
4: are trying to do yeah and and here's, here's the thing people always stop with the whole like well they're doing it to worship Saturn. They're doing it to worship Baal or Baal or Baal whatever or the, these these ancient gods, but they just kind of stop there. Yes. It's like, well okay, that may also that may be true. Now let's consider that is true. Why would people of the kind of money and power and influence and whatever and network and technology that some of these folks have, why would they be so concerned with these huge level like rituals like the little the apparently Illuminati, Luciferian, whatever symbol that uh, Rihanna did at the end of her Super Bowl, Super Bowl performance that was not oh, aired she on did. TV, but she then it emerged. And stuff like that. And people are like, oh, she's doing it because it's something to her Illuminati god. And they just stopped flat there. And it's like, hold up. I think that she is really doing a little thing to like an ode to some god. Yes, but of you got to go, wait a second. For the person of that level of power with that's pulling that many strings, why would they do this unless it did something? It must work. Yes. It must work. It must actually channel some sort Absolutely. of god. And there's Absolutely. something I thought was kind of crazy. And this is this like just me being a total weirdo. But like when I saw this like pull out of the drone shot, the camera, when Rihanna's finishing and she's doing her Luciferian sort of symbol, the Illuminati symbol above her head, and it pulls back, you see all the audience down below who's watching. You know, yeah, go Kansas City Chiefs. I am in Kansas City, yo. Kansas City hey, hey. But you see it pull back out, and it's her on this platform. First of all, I don't know how she, like, stood up there, like and how she wasn't freaked out by being that high up or what, you know, black magic fuckery they used there or the le- red leather that she was wearing. It's always yeah. that red leather. It was like, is that human leather that Macaulay Culkin Bruh, talked about? That oh, my God. The red shoes. Yes. As the drone is pulling out and it's giving that outward shot, and you're looking at the audience below in the seats, but you look above. There's this huge section of like building that's all just black, and it's like, what if there is like an actual demon or something? That's like some 15 foot tall humanoid thing with wings, and it's up there in these special seats that we don't know about. But it sits there and it's like, oh, yes, it's worshiping me. Like, Rihanna is now paying an ode to me. I will now oh, give, give her yeah. a special a technology and give her a younger face. You know, I mean, it's like, I think that they, mm-hmm. must, they wouldn't be doing this stuff unless it did something. They're not just, she's not just paying homage to Jay-Z's record label or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I know that's his little symbol, but it's more than that.
2: That's his little symbol for a goddamn good fucking right. reason. Yeah, they Covering wouldn't go ass. all the way... Yeah, to
4: make it so the networks cover it up and they don't play it on the actual like TV version, but then it ends up emerging later. They, th- this is all planned because it must do something. So people need to stop just like going flat with like, oh, they're doing it to this god. Dig deeper into that. Like, who are the gods that they're worshiping? Yes. Like, ugh, look up what the original term for Holocaust is. I'm not trying to. Mess it's with a anything. ritual in fire. All- yeah, it's, it's when they would burn the entire animal because there was a lot of times where the priest would kill, just, they'd slip the throat and then they, they would like sell the meat, but a full sacrifice when you really, really want to sacrifice something, you had to burn the entire thing. When you burn you the entire no animal, that's called a holocaust, which wow. is an offering, a burnt offering to the gods. It's an ancient term. So why would they call, in English, this thing that happened that Hitler did, why would they call that the holocaust? Like to wait what to what gods what was he because that it?
2: was a literal fucking ritual sacrifice man the exactly whole sh- it was a whole ritual sacrifice and, and i think
4: I the hebrew, don't know what god but the hebrew term for the holocaust means something like the great tragedy when you translate it it doesn't mean ritual offering to the gods as the english term of what we call that event that tra- that horrible thing that happened but why do we call it a hol- holocaust this is an ancient term for a ritual sacrifice fully burnt offering to the gods so i I, that question has never been successfully answered to me except my question has always been well what gods why would they call it the holocaust it's
2: not
3: for no reason
4: no why wouldn't they call it the horrible tragedy or the great awfulness or the great death or something why would they call it holocaust that time
2: that one motherfucker killed all those people that you know that time that one motherfucker did a bunch of
4: bad shit I just think it's a signature of evil. It's a fingerprint of evil. I always say evil inverts, subverts, and perverts. And Holocaust, just like the swastika, these are like things that were once sacred and still are sacred to some people, like the swastika. Mm -hmm. People in India still sport giant swastikas on their temples and in their art and whatever. But how evil takes these things that are holy and sacred and they stamp it on something profane and awful and that is what evil does because it's it brainwashes people to think oh this is a bad thing now when actually evil we use the very most sacred tools to do its acts and that's how it works that's why it uses a sacred term like holocaust and applies it to this horribly evil act because yeah. that's that that's how you know when you're dealing with real evil it's, it's, of evil. it's all fucked up man it's all fucked up yeah. I've I'll never thought back, about I, it like I gotta that. i to take
2: a piss. I'll
3: be yeah, back. Good, sorry, sorry. Sure no, but... you're good, bro. Yeah, I'll be back. But I, I've never thought about it like that. dude. That's fucking crazy. That is crazy. I had no well, idea. It
4: happens time and time again where evil will take certain symbols and there's other symbols I would mention right now. Maybe it's too controversial, but there are some, just think there's many symbols out there that now represent things that are selected for only a few or the things that are considered forbidden or they're evil but they actually go back to even even all the hand symbols, these things called mudras. Now, some people argue that the hand symbols and the mudras actually channel certain demonic spirits. And, you know, you can argue about that forever. But many of these hand symbols that, like, people use and people say, oh, that's a symbol to Satan. and That came later. If you look into ancient India and stuff like that, these are mudras. And there's various different positions of your hands that you use for different various like divinatory sacred purposes but now these days you'll see people throw up the horns or something and it's associated with satanism again it's like why would there be anything that's just inherently evil about a particular positioning of your hand yeah unless, unless there's a science to that that i don't understand but i just don't think that anything is inherently evil it's you have to do the thing plus the intention of evil has to go along Ex- with exactly it, exactly just and like i was done you
3: know, I was telling uh, exactly, exactly. Um I was telling fuck. I was telling someone the other day, but I, I do this a lot. Okay. I'm, I'm not a fucking devil worshiper in any fucking right, sense. But Someone could
4: screenshot that right now. And yeah. Then I'd be like, like, oh God.
3: Know. But like, yeah. She's yeah, obviously
4: a Satan worshiper. Yeah even on my hat Chef loves so. the devil <laughs> the, 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 yeah and I,
3: this is this is my work logo i work at it it's called a uh, uh, fire rock and bruise so it's like a, a rock and roll themed burger joint and it's got the nice. little it's not and i guess yeah. and i guess also that has been tied to like rock sure. and roll and it's like the devil's music or whatever but it's like, a mudra
4: too like you can look at look up mudras and you can find that the mudras are different hand i want to know pieces. what that means and before. you can find that and it does not means satan i mean it's an ancient thing that that they have a whole catalog for these different hand gestures called mudras
3: mudras i'm gonna i'm gonna actually but
4: you better believe the again the powers that be know about these ancient divine things and they've gone one by one by one evil and they've taken these things and made it their own you know, the, the swastika or the mudras of this and this. And now they are evil and profane because evil inverts, subverts and perverts. So and that, that
3: I think the the idea behind this behind that is like. Not even necessarily just the horns here, but let's say it's like this, you know, or or whatever. It's giving them more. It's giving it more power, I think, because now it's like, that's mine. That means me. So I'm yeah. evil. Every time you do that, you give me some power.
4: And that one you know specifically, I mean, this, this stuff is not to be taken lightly, because the one you do right there specifically was apparently what was taught this? To Winston- This? Mandela, I uh, have uh, uh, Sorry. All right. This one right here? By, by Aleister Crowley, apparently taught Winston Churchill this one, the V is for victory. Oh, okay, okay. Thing, that this this thing ended up becoming like the peace sign for the hippies or whatever. Uh, apparently, I think this is true, that Aleister Crowley, the great occultist, uh and dubious character i mean i think he's an interesting guy to look into but some people say stay the heck away from him but yes he was a counsel to winston churchill for a period of time in interesting intelligence as well and this whole thing that winston churchill would always do during i believe world war ii to like as a sign for victory to everybody that they were going to be victorious that was given to him by alistair crowley and it's like what would someone of that like the prime minister be doing messing with someone like Alistair Crowley and taking his advice and turning in his entire like campaign thing unless yeah. there was something to it there's yep. gotta be something to it oh, now, I gotta these, these high level people aren't idiots There are many things but stupid is not one of them as Jordan Maxwell would always say may he rest in peace but like when they do this stuff for like how apparently FDR said Franklin Delano Roosevelt nothing in government happens by accident there's a reason why they do all this stuff and why Rihanna throws this sign up and all that stuff like It does something. We don't know what it does, but for them, it's doing something beneficial. It has to. I wonder if the timeline too,
3: if, um, has anything to do with it as well, like digging even deeper, but like the whole Sam Smith Grammys performance. Oh. And then fucking Rihanna, what, like, I don't know, a week or so later, maybe 10 day. I forgot exactly how long they're apart, but they're,
4: yeah, no, there oh, does oh. seem to be a common thread. And like the, again, the red clothing, like always that deep reds. There's, there are some, I've seen some things where they've tied in the Rihanna one with the Sam Smith. And then there's a couple other ones where they're all in, like the Doja Cat. Yeah, not Interesting. Look up Doja Cat's actual name. The one who was in all the red, like had that creepy red like outfit that she wore from head to toe. And her face was all red and she was bald or whatever but doja cat is her stage name now if you look up her real name her last name is like delini or d-l-a-n-i-n-i or whatever delini's like an elite name and i don't know if she comes from an elite family but it's like you look into these people it's like oh they're not just some random pop star that came out of nowhere it's like this is a rockefeller this is like actually like you know like one of these elite families or something like that and so when i saw her last name i thought oh you don't you don't suppose she is like one of the elite Dalinis or whatever like that because it is sort of like an elite last name for i think an area of africa but doja cat so it's like these people aren't just any ran a lot of times or or they're connected with high-ranking military officials like uh jim morrison
3: yes jim morrison's daft cia right
4: his father in the military was, I think, was had something to do with the Gulf of Tonkin event, which then led to the Vietnam War. I mean, the guy who was saying, come on, baby, let my fire. Like, that same guy. His dad was part of the reason why the Vietnam War happened? Like, what? Another person, interesting, is the drummer for the police, Stuart Copeland. Stuart Copeland's father is like, one of the original CIA members or, I mean, like deeply into intelligence. And you go through like a lot of different, you know, rock stars or celebrities and stuff. And you'll find many times like ties to military. And a lot of times these people don't come by accident, honestly, because I've seen feds in the cannabis industry, which I worked in for many, many, many years when I was out in California. I've seen how feds, Will follow you like on LinkedIn, for example, in the cannabis space, I've got a following of like 20,000 people on LinkedIn. When you're at that level, the feds send agents out to come and have conversations with you and befriend you for a year and all that kind of stuff. That's a tiny, tiny, tiny fish in a huge pond. So if they're sending federal agents out to come spy on you at that level, at a small little level like me, like poor little broke little Kansas little me, when I'm living out in California working in the cannabis space, then for these mega celebrities, I don't care if it seems like, oh, Tucker Carlson actually tells the truth, or no, he doesn't, or no, actually it's CNN, Rachel Maddow on, on MSNBC tells the truth. It's like, that, look, nobody, folks. Nobody gets to this level unless somebody from up above, not God, I'm talking about one of these evil powers that be that above, allows them in. Look, I had a, I had, well, I don't know how much I should say, but I know somebody who worked high, high up with one of the news corporations out there. And they affirmed to me, yes, every single thing that you see on the mainstream media has to be approved by like the military the United States yes. like military before it ever is allowed on the mainstream. You know, like, oh, that kind of changes everything. everything. Yeah, Exactly, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah everything. Yeah. What? Yes. And, and I was given a tour. I won't say where because I don't want to. I, I, That's
3: fine. Yep.
4: But I was given a tour of the inside of one of the mainstream, mainstream, mainstream media headquarters. And it was crazy. It was like a military CIA. Would you imagine like James Bond's bunker of like elite intelligence like they had all these screens and it's like what's this like what is this control room what are they even doing in here like what is all this it was it was a heck of an operation let's just say that
6: dude
3: that is wild that's crazy because that reminds me the last job that i worked up up in northern california um i was working at wineries and shit and uh i used to live in humboldt county oh so uh, you know where cloverdale is Yes. Yeah, I lived in Cloverdale for the last like five Ah, years. My family lives beautiful right on the 101. Yeah, we unfortunately Uh, moved down to Southern California.
4: I love the 101, man. I love the 101, especially up there. It's gorgeous, dude.
3: It's fucking gorgeous. Uh, But I was working in a at a winery, and uh, when you walked into the main office, and then you go, well, you had to go back where they do all the tech shit. But they had all these fucking screens up, dude, and it looked like a control room. It was like a map of the United States. Where was flat this Flat Earth uh, in Guy- Geyserville?
4: I know, but where? Is it? Where, it, where I, it was, uh, was the location? I, I was worked like...
3: at Francis Ford Coppola Winery. The dir- oh, the, and they the had director. a director, like, yeah. Well, they had like a whole tech, or not tech. Fuck. Why am I drawn? Uh, but they had like
4: displays, uh, like
3: help desk. So, like, if any of our monitors and shit went out, boom, we would call them. They would help us out. And but wow, when you went into that room where they did all that, it was oh. there was fucking these TVs up, and it had maps of the whole fucking flat earth right and there's it was tracking all this cybersecurity shit there
4: was like an arrow from here to here but it wasn't flight paths it was fucking just it was just fucking weird dude it was weird that's weird i was in um calabasas one time in california randomly at some kind of government maybe it was a public library or something some random government or county building or city building or something and and there was in the very very back i was just wandering back there one day because i was bored and i was waiting for my girlfriend to do something and they had something like just like you described or like what i saw at this mainstream media place it was like this control room and there was no one in there at the time and I poked my head in and I was like why are there all these displays of like cameras all over the city like in all these hidden locations and I'm like who who's in who, here what, who, who watches no. this stuff all and what like what yeah man that's interesting you know i have a really dude. good friend who's from sebastopol
3: yeah i'm um, right right there dude right there right next to sebastopol yep I'm right next to santa rosa man. i know exactly yep
4: yeah my they friend An- so- anthony rosa of herba rosa craytown got a shout out for him man there's I mean, uh there's some sebastopol. good dispensaries
3: down there that's actually one of the first dispensaries before they started moving north we would we would go off the 101 and then what's the for sebastopol I don't know why I want to say eighty. It's some fucking other road, but yeah, beautiful little small town, kind oh, of yeah. a little bit closer to the coast. But yeah, some great dispensaries down there, and I remember well, you're cause... really
4: close to Hopland. I've, Hopland's I've always five that, ten
3: like, minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. Hopland
4: north. is like the like for people that don't know that have never driven through there. That is some of the most beautiful, picturesque, idyllic farmland in all of the nation. Like unbelievably beautiful up there. I just it's like such a hidden treasure up in that part of northern California. For people that know, they know. Dude, they
3: call it they call it like God's country up there. It's just fucking gorgeous, dude. The redwoods,
4: it's fucking gorgeous. I know it's unreal. I used to live in a place called Willow Creek, which is like a Sasquatch, you know, Sasquatch capital of the world or whatever. It was an interesting story. That's for a whole other time. But I lived in Humboldt County for a little bit um back in 2018. But yeah, man, I love it up there. So you were there, you were there during the fires then. Yes, right yeah, during the fires, too, right before wild. the fires. Out. I could. I have a whole bunch of stuff I could talk about. With we that, we, we were there pr- pretty right much now. the
3: whole time, but yeah, that was that was wild shit, dude. Those fires yeah. were nuts.
4: I was Those in nuts. Chico. I I have a storage unit in Chico, California. I was in Chico when the Paradise fires were happening, like that day, because I was living in Willow Creek and I had driven down to Chico to go to my storage unit. It's about a three-hour drive down through Redding down to Chico, and that was the day of the fires. And it was like noon, but it looked like it was. 8 p.m. at night and there was this real somber oh, attitude and and we couldn't stay there we had to get into my storage unit and get the heck out because the smoke was so toxic from paradise that the city that burnt down right near chico the breathing that stuff in made our eyes burn and our like it was awful and everyone was all depressed in the city it was a really sad weird vibe if you would be
3: down that would be a fucking op- uh, awesome
4: episode
3: about um about the Paradise Fires, because there's a lot of fucking speculation around that. Oh, I can talk lot. about.
4: Yeah, I, I know people. Yeah, I, I, I almost moved to Paradise and I, I, I almost submitted a complaint to like the housing authority of California because Paradise, their landlords, they were the most difficult landlords I've ever tried to get an apartment through. And I was so pissed off one day. But I wanted to like just like ruin these people, but I never ended up sending the thing in. But I did write the letters, and it's like a year later, all of their homes burnt down. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no! Shit! Thank About God this dude. strongly worded. I mean, letters nothing these to fuckers. the people, nothing bad to the people of Paradise. But I'm just saying, it was a weird I was, Like I remember saying to my girlfriend at that time, I was like, those were the most. Do you remember if those landlords? They were so freaking mean to us. And she's like, I know and all those places burnt down so maybe it was like god like just gave those people a bad day yeah so that
3: there's something
4: there. No, there yeah i got i got i
3: got I. Got oh yeah digging. but yeah oh dude that's gonna woo, yeah, yeah.
4: Boy. Yeah. there's a lot of elements to those fires that yes. i I would love to talk it yep. about me
3: yeah. as well we were there i mean we were right we were fucking i mean <laughs> as were you we were right fucking there it was Yo. wild 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 but what else you got homie
2: fucking hey, a so I got I got a little bit more on this thing but there's this bad boy right here uh, let me go ahead and share my shit uh we're just gonna go ahead and pop off the rest of this uh and then after that we can get into the
8: Canadian shit how fast these things are in one generation of chip the one from the, the system that was installed at USC to the one that Google and NASA have now the speed of the device went up by almost a half a million this is the kind of progress that you're going to see with these types of machines going forward and half a million sounds like an abstract number, but I put up a, a little mental comparison here to see what 5,000 really means. 5, 500,000 is a big number when it comes to speed. All right, so now I'm getting into the last part of my talk where I'm going to make some predictions, some dangerous predictions. So predictions are very dangerous for a variety of reasons. Uh, often they're wrong, which is one. Um, but I think they're important because predictions somehow are our internal desires made manifest. Predictions are about what we want to happen, maybe not what will happen. I'm going to make three predictions, and all of them are dangerous in the sense that they're very unlikely to happen, maybe, but I think that there's a very good chance that they may. As an aside, I just wanted to say that, at least in in the Valley, Silicon Valley and maybe in the United States in general, there's a very deep feeling of unease about the way technology has been developing, Because we have all of these vast array of very smart people, and what they're doing is crap. They're building things that cannot last. They're building things that are not important. This is a little bit of a controversial point of view, but I believe it. But I think that the reason for this is it's low-hanging fruit. Computers haven't been around for a long time. And I think that what's gonna happen is that as people get more comfortable with computers, the attention will turn from the Twitters and the Facebooks to very important things. So here's my first prediction. I'm going to predict that by five years, NASA will have found an Earth-like planet with Earth-like atmosphere and water on it, and serious people will start discussing how we get there. And by the way, they're going to use one of our machines to help do this. That's my first prediction. My second prediction is that this business of parallel universes is going to turn out to be very important. This picture that I've got under here is, is what's called a gravitational lens when Einstein proposed his general theory of relativity, it came with a bunch of experiments that you could use to test it. And one of them was that if there was a point of light very far away in a galaxy in the middle, that galaxy should bend the light and you should see a ring. And this was eventually observed. And I think what's gonna happen is somebody is going to come up with an experiment to test this reality of these things. And we're going to be able to do so. My third prediction that I'm going to end on is the most important of all. I believe that humanity is on the cusp of the most important technological, societal um, revolution that's ever occurred. And that's when we got to the point where the machines that we build outpace us in every respect. I don't mean that they're better calculators. I don't mean that they're better at searching. I mean everything. And I think that we're very close. And my prediction is that within 15 years, we will have machines that outpace humans in everything. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, fucking A boys. So wow. yeah, that, yeah, that's a pretty cr- uh, crazy seminar that they, yeah, they that they did there. Um there's a lot there in those last three
4: predictions that he makes. I mean, you could do an episode on every one of fleshing out every one of those three predictions.
2: Yeah, you, you literally you literally could you could. It's it's insane shit. Um I'm gonna mute myself now though, because I'm gonna think
4: take- like, like the the whole parallel universe thing i i completely agree that the first time i started personally call me crazy i don't care that i personally started accessing other dimensions and i i would say that psychedelics greatly helped me in that regard but it wasn't just psychedelics because i know 90 percent plus the people that i know that have taken psychedelics have never gone to these other dimensions and why did i because i was specifically incorporating ritualistic techniques with that with the intention of just seeing uh, if god was real it was for good intentions i was not doing black magic or anything like that i just wanted to see is there anything to meditation is there anything to like god and jesus and like the bible and crystals and all this and, and telekinesis and i wanted to test all these different things and i found through those experiments that I did, that yes, there are absolutely parallel dimensions that we can access with our own minds. They could probably develop machines that do this as well. There's a thing called the God Helmet, which apparently can you know, sort of simulate some of that stuff. But it's like right there. And again, what Terrence McKenna would say about how do they keep the lid on it with DMT, you can access these parallel dimensions within seconds of taking three huge rips of some quality DMT and it's literally just like, you got to have a chair. You've got to have a nice quiet room with like the lights down low and three massive rips of DMT. And within seconds, you will be propelled into you give me another explanation for what that is <laughs> other than a parallel dimension. Like yes. good luck trying to describe it in any other way. I mean, it's yeah. it's an ineffable place, ineffable word, meaning cannot be described with words it's ineffable, but nevertheless it's still it's another dimension i mean what else would you call that like there's it's it's not just some random hallucination where you see like bananas flying through your walls no this is like a very like specific complex geometry and it has its own like laws of physics and its own customs and cultures and landscapes and creatures and entities and languages and sounds and music and colors it's like no this is a place especially if you read into someone like Rick Strassman's researcher in Albuquerque did that research in Albuquerque, New Mexico in the nineties, where he got to administer over like 600 doses of DMT to over 60 people. And he documented it all this doctor and wrote this book about it called DMT, the spirit molecule. And there's a number of cases in there where people are clearly going to the same place or parts that I read were my own experiences. Like, Holy shit, this thing that's being described by this, doctor clinically with these dmt experiments he got granted access after a years of lengthy trying to get the government to grant him access the government finally granted this doctor access to do these dmt trials in the 90s and yeah that like these people are definitely going to a place when they're doing dmt it's not i mean like i think there's elements of it that might be hallucinatory like like it depends on who you are you know you might see certain things like you may see a dead relative or something that resembles that that's personal to you but i think there's an element of these other dimensions and so when that guy it was at this elite event and he's speaking he's saying that one of his predictions out of three is that we're going to start like really pioneering accessing other dimensions i'm like yeah i mean i can't believe that it didn't happen yesterday because again some <laughs> right random nobody like me in kansas can access this stuff with three tokes of DMT in my closet. If yeah. I can do that, then the CIA, the government, whoever—they're definitely doing it. It's like, what are they really doing in Area 51 and JPL and like oh, It's like it's all alien kind of... stuff. Yeah. yeah, CERN. It's like it's like yeah, they're they're co- they're you know smashing particles together while they're on DMT. It's like oh okay,
2: fuck. <laughs> imagine that shit dude
4: i imagine mean, that shit dude
2: oh my god
4: i mean if I'm they're a- gonna do mock sacrifice rituals in front of the shiva statue i mean anything's possible right
2: that's right man. <laughs> okay so the next the next thing that i got you for you guys it's gonna it's gonna bring us on um this is gonna i mean this is just some dude that's just ripping into joe biden about some shit it has nothing to do with what we're talking about with the mandela effects the next thing Uh, I have two clips to show you. The first one is just going to be this guy ripping into Joe Biden for being a piece of shit, not saying anything about the Ohio (laughs) Trail to not saying anything about the weather balloons. Has he
4: not said anything yet about the No, no,
2: he's not saying anything about anything, man. What? No, he's not. He's just a, no. There is
3: always time, sorry, there is always time to fucking bash Joe Biden.
2: Yeah, so always uh, yeah, that's what We will make get time. Into. We're gonna get. There's in. always we're gonna time. make that time to bash this piece. But of he shit. still
4: has not said a thing on TV. No, about no, no. The, the, no. the, tre- the in no. Ohio. The no, no. Down. He's too busy talking about booty and ice cream, man. He's a so, bitch. so we are now saying something. We are addressing the the East Palestine tragedy before the president has. Yes,
2: yes, exactly. What? Yes, yeah. He ain't seen shit. I mean, fucking maybe fact check me. It's fucking two nineteen twenty three. Dude,
4: that just goes to show we're on our seriously. Own, I haven't man. seen anything. I have not seen anything. Which is why, going back to what we said earlier, we need to all learn to trust and power our trust in our senses. Annie, your gut, and all your that gut. Stuff. yep, everything. Because they're not going to tell us.
2: No, seriously, they're not going to. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about him. And like this, uh, this, this, uh,
4: this little clip
2: right here. Kind of a. Uh,
4: well, apparently it goes some news anchors got kicked out. One got arrested. He was trying to cover it there. Or...
2: Yes.
7: Yes. That's sketchy. Mm-hmm. When Suss. we fund the government this year, things better change, Mr. President. You come down here and you make threats to us about what you think is going to happen with respect to default? You come down here and lecture us in the People's House? Well, let me tell you, Mr. President, we're a co-equal branch of government. And we're not going to allow the American people to continue to be targeted by the very government that is supposed to protect them, that is supposed to do their constitutional duty, that is supposed to secure the border of the United States that is supposed to stop fentanyl from coming in, that is supposed to have operational control of the border so that neither Americans nor migrants are dying, that is supposed to stop dangerous cartels, that is supposed to stand up to China, that is supposed to have a strong military sparingly used but not woke. (laughs) We're not supposed to spend money we don't have.
2: Not
3: woke. (laughs) Yeah, we're not supposed to spend money we don't have, but we do it anyways. Not fucking end. hate when that happens.
2: That, so that one wasn't the one I was thinking it was, but that one is still a good one. That dude's I a love the fire, though. I love He's the fire a beast. He's yeah. A beast. He, he was going yeah. in on him, dude. He was going We're in on him. We
4: need that kind of fire. Yep.
2: <laughs> this next, this next clip that I have, like, this is going to be like the more heart wrenching subject of this episode, but it's literally about the assisted suicide in Canada, and uh, oh, this shit yeah. is pretty fucking intense, dude. um These people are not with it, and so I was talking a little bit off air with Chef when, uh, before we started going ahead and doing this and uh, I was listening to a Charlie Robinson podcast and he stated that via Charlie's research that he had seen that 10,000 people had died already in Canada of this assisted suicide program since it's been put in dang into place. So when was it put into place
4: do you know when, no when I put- I
2: don't know yet but I can, I'll i search it up I'll search it up in the midst of this video it'll give me a it'll give me a second too and I can open it up in the second window but, Um, yeah. I'll I love Charlie it.
4: Robinson by the way Charlie Robinson oh yeah favorite.
2: dude every, anybody that's listening to this right now go check out Macroaggressions by Charlie yeah, Robinson yeah exactly he's a beast uh, Canada Bill C7
7: growing right. poverty and desperation more and more Canadians are suffering with depression. Some of them are going to food banks asking for help ending their lives, not because they're sick, but because life has become so miserable and they want to end their lives altogether. This government has suggested veterans should end their lives instead of getting help that they need. And now they've announced that a year from today, they will introduce measures to to, to end the lives of people who are depressed. We only mm. recognize that we need to treat depression and give people hope for a better life, rather than ending their lives. Yeah. The honourable minister for mental health,
2: Mr. Speaker, I think it is totally irresponsible for the leader of the opposition to misrepresent what this means. All of the assessors. Sit and down, Cruella. Are made purposely you know, people are booing at her? to eliminate people that
1: are
6: suicidal. And so
2: this is for Ooh, that's right, bitch. You stupid eugenesis ass yeah. fucking bitch. What the fuck, dude? Ooh, that is that
4: is uh
2: heavy shit. That is so sad. I've been depressed
3: many times in my life. Um, I can't say that I would have gone down that route, but I, I'm sh- I know people that were depressed that did you know commit suicide. Oh, like, yeah. like, but that's fucked up dude and i also read an article too um about uh this whole thing but they were they're targeting well obviously if you if you got depression or not depression but if you got other shit going on you might be mentally ill but it literally kind of hones down on the mentally ill one of the articles that i was reading like almost targeting them
4: the meant the, the the help for the mentally ill in this country i, I can't speak for other countries i'm sure it's not much better but in this country it's pathetic yeah it's awful it's i mean it's almost like this this country's designed to make people mentally ill in fact i think the united states has the highest rate of people that are on prescription medications am i right about that i think i think top the charts Mm -hmm. on that one we do i would not doubt that for two seconds yeah and i mean that it and that's i mean i'm no doctor but just throwing a bunch of pills at someone who's been traumatized repeatedly by things that happened to them when they were a child, I, I don't think there's a pill that can fix that. I think nope. that's that's a whole lifestyle and program. Yep. I mean, it takes years of work and integration and it's, you know. Therapy, whatever, a lot. Yeah. Yep. A- am- amphetamines are not the answer i don't i don't think and anyways there's been a shortage on amphetamines so get them while you still can yeah (laughs) that's right
2: god damn it
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like the lewds man man. because a lot of pharmacies a lot of pharmacies across america have been out of adderall they've been unable to fill adderall for their for their well you know what
2: thank god for crystal meth you know everybody's just gonna start doing crystal meth that's literally what's gonna happen hey anybody you know it's a lot cheaper for
4: one and it works a goddamn lot better yeah who did it who did a lot of drugs
3: allegedly
4: Allegedly. i was reading about hitler i knew that hitler had done crystal meth before or they done meth but not crystal meth but hitler had done meth he was kind of a meth addict but i read into him but i think hitler also did like cocaine and meth and oh, I all, see all sorts of shit he was against certain things like smoking and stuff but when you really read into hitler it's like holy shit he was on barbiturates he was on methamphetamines he was on like damn that mo- like no wonder he's all like crazy lit up in his speeches like yeah you're yeah, looking yeah. at a dude who's on a fucking meth binge it's crazy. It's crazy dude. Like fucking just screaming dude. and
2: shit, and everybody's like, fucking. it, dude!" Oh Jesus, yeah, no, that guy was so fucking. He was smoked. He had to be smoked. He had he, he had lots of smoked ideas. Like honestly, he a lot of his ideas and a lot of his ideologies were uh, pretty smoked. And uh, uh, Chef, I sent you the article. Yep, yep, yep. You want uh, to read? The, yeah, dude. Yep, I got you, bro. I'd appreciate it, brother. <sighs> Not very good at reading.
3: No, you're good. <laughs> I cannot wait to get a second monitor, man.
4: Hell yeah, dude. I hear that, man. It's it's a whole like me too. <sighs> my my mine broke, so I can't wait to get another. Oh it's dude. It's gonna happen soon. All right, so okay.
3: So this is Senate passes bill C seven to expand access to medical assistance and dying. <clears throat> Says the wait is nearly over for Canadians who are suffering. Says Justice Minister David Lametti. The Senate has passed a bill to expand access to medical assistance in dying, including eventually to people suffering solely from mental illnesses. By a vote, is this this is it, Bo? This is this the right one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think this is the same one I was looking at. Uh sorry, by a vote of 60 to 25. There
4: you go. 60
3: to 25. was shall know ad- them by their fruits. Yes, that's okay. Damn. That's good to know. With five <sighs> abstentions, senators accepted Wednesday a revised version of the bill, C-7, even though the government rejected or modified amendments made by the state. It was expected to receive royal assent later Wednesday night, just over a week ahead of court order deadline. The government had sought and received four extensions to the deadline, the latest and very likely the last extension the court warned was to expire March 26th. Once royal assent is given, intolerably suffering Canadians who are not near their natural end of their lives will immediately gain the right to seek medical assistance in dying. In complying with the 2019 Quebec Support Court ruling, people suffering solely from grief grievous and irremediable remediable mental illnesses will have to wait two years to gain the same right
4: dude, the thing is about this this is jumping real quick no, is like here. it's so tragic is that i guarantee you there's at least a massive handful of these people that are like ready to die
2: yeah all
4: they need is literally just a sincere hug and to be held for like yep a minute, yep, like 30 seconds, and to be told that they're worth it. Yep. That's like all that these people need. And the government, or they need some psychedelic therapy with some very safe psilocybin mushrooms. And the, yeah, and the government, the government saying, no, we think that the best decision, 65 to 20, whatever it is, is that these people should be like, we'll have a big suicide program or whatever. It's like, dude, that's, these people are psychopaths, man, because there's so many approaches to mental health to suicide, all this stuff, depression, anxiety, panic disorder, all these types of things. People that are withdrawing from chemicals, drugs, addictions, dependencies, narcissism. There's so many tools, coping strategies that are out there and available, but they're hard to find. And there's definitely some, they're talking about a cover-up with Sasquatch. There's a cover-up with mental health strategies and how to get off certain medications there's like clearly a cover, like, wait, I've been on this medication for 18 years. How do I get off of it? And you start looking, it's like, nobody knows. My doctor doesn't know. My nurse doesn't know. I can't get off this stuff. My uncle can't get off this stuff. My aunt can't. I mean, like you and all these people I know can't get off. There's millions of people that can't get off these medications. Yet none of the doctors know anything about how to get off the medications. The nurses don't know. The the nurses' hotlines don't know. The health Insurance doesn't know. Like everybody you call, well, hold on. I can't. If I come off this today, I'm going to die possibly of a seizure or something, or worse. I'm going to die. So I can't come. I just can't come off this stuff cold turkey. So how do I come off of it? And just blank. They have no idea. Well, what do you mean you have no idea? Well, we we're, weren't taught in the residencies. Well, what are they teaching at the residencies? I had a doctor, an old school, like old dude doctor, tell me one time, man, what are they teaching at the residencies? these days, these young doctors, like they don't know anything. And it's true. There's a lot of things they don't know about. I talked to two doctors recently that I know quite well, and they had never even heard of liquid titration, which is like the most successful method that people have used to reduce their dosage of medication, because it allows you to make really, really, really tiny cuts by diluting the pill first in water. And then you make little smaller cuts to the water. But I talked to two do- a surgeon and another doctor, very very high level surgeon doctor they never even heard of this
3: that's ridiculous
4: and so it's like it's like you've got to wonder i have never followed this money trail but i bet you if you follow the money trail with the residencies i bet you the money trail goes back to big pharma or something probably funds the residencies themselves that are teaching the doctors all this stuff and they just don't even tell the doctors about like the addictions people have to certain medications that are like ruining people's lives, like dependencies on opioids, benzodiazepines, SSRI antidepressants, antipsychotics, so on and so forth. These things that if people were to just stop right then and there, they'd go crazy. And if there's ever a supply chain shortage about food, talk about scary, if there's a supply chain shortage of medication in this country, you're going to see a zombie flick play out outside in the streets in a matter of 48 to 72 hours. If people are without their medication in this country, There's at least 20% plus people in this country that are hopelessly addicted to at least one medication. And if you were to take that away, it would only be a matter of hours before people in mass would start going psychotic. You mentioned
3: and- that the first episode, and that was fucking crazy. And my fiance's diabetic, so she has to have insulin. Like exactly.
4: You- I, see, I'm not just talking about like psychiatric. Yeah, no, I like, know. It's like That's insulin it's, too. It's,
3: exactly. It's and the price of that shit, dude, is fucking crazy, dude. Right. And I it's and insane. I,
4: And I hear so much about supply chain shortage issues with the food stuff, especially like in the conspiracy stuff. But I rarely hear people addressing the supply chain shortage of medications because they aren't a lot of them aren't manufactured (laughs) in the United States. I think a lot of the raw materials come from India then they're manufactured in China and then sent here in a lot of cases with medications. So if we are not getting that from there, I mean, we're kind of like at odds with China right now. So. What if China just says, "Sorry, we're not gonna send medications, and we're gonna turn the United States into a zombie land? You guys can all duke it out for oh, two fuck. weeks and, and play that, out That'll that. be
3: zombie land. That'll be zombie land for sure. Or the left movie, for dead.
4: What was the movie where like the people like got one day a year where they all killed each other and they like the made purge.
3: A the purge, yeah,
4: yeah, or something like that will become a reality literally within hours if. The supply chain for medication breaks down in this country. So like everyone's talking about food, but also we need to be talking about medication because they're not making these pills in the United States, folks. They're making them like in multiple countries. And then they're coming here. Some of these countries which don't necessarily have our best interests in mind. Yep. Or it's dubious (laughs) at best. Fuck, dude. That's some heavy shit to think about right
2: there, dude. Yeah, I, so i'm just sitting here glad thinking i'm like i literally don't do anything i don't i don't take any medication at all but like oh, dude, literally
4: bless you bless you I, but I hey don't, even
2: i have nothing i don't do anything no pharmaceuticals i don't fuck with them dude chinese death boxes as you call
3: them even if these little fucking things you know like i'll be it's fine. Small. Man. I'll, I'll it's start small it's
2: small cowboy killers again i got, got my cigarettes right over here you know what i'm saying i got boy dude. i got them right here you got the camels, bud. I, don't, I like but I'm I talking prefer, like I do this because it's convenient to go and it's doing it inside you know the little Chinese death box is it don't beat a stogie
3: though no I I, no, no, I agree, <laughs> to, I agree to, but, my, but what I what I was getting at is like it like nicotine tobacco like pff, fucking gone. I'll be sad, dude. I'll, I'll be I'll shit, be fucking shit, stressing. Shit would slightly hit the van. Not oh, yeah, I'd be as punching hell holes in oh, yeah. my drywall, dude. dude. Especially acutely,
4: punching. like the, the post-acute withdrawal, like, or the acute withdrawals, like the, the withdrawals that occur within the first 48 to 72 hours of being without a particular substance that someone is dependent on is a particularly ferocious thing that can happen to a human. I mean, many humans describe This stuff, depending on the duration and depending on the medication and whatever effect it has on them, if they have a true dependency upon a substance and that substance is all of a sudden ripped away from from them, then they go through these acute withdrawals before the long term withdrawals. And the acute withdrawals are extremely ferocious and intense and can cause people to do things that they wouldn't even remember that Mm -hmm. they did. A lot of people commit suicide in that phase and they don't talk about that a lot in the news. But a lot of people, when they commit suicide, I bet you anything, are having a withdrawal of their medication. I lost a friend just a year ago, because he ran out of his drugs. He, was, he didn't die from taking the drugs. He died from running out of his <coughs> drugs. And his body was so dependent on it that his body shut down because he didn't get the drugs. So when people say like with homeless, like, why can't these homeless people just get off this drug? It's like, because they're homeless, that easy. They're in an environment that's not conducive. They almost get to the whole germ versus terrain theory, like the terrain of homeless people is not conducive to get off of the medications that they're stuck on or the no. drugs are stuck on. And people are just so ignorant. They don't understand this. It's like, no, no, no. you got to put them in a place where they can get up because you literally could not. Even people that have a nice home and they don't have to work a job struggle to get off these medications for decades, let Let alone alone someone on the the streets of L.A. Or I mean, L.A. is actually nice. I mean, at least it's warm there. The streets of Boston. Yeah, dude. I mean, how the hell are you going to get off a medication that within hours is going to make you have a seizure and make you shit yourself and piss yourself and have nightmares and night terrors when you're living on the streets and it's 20 below and people walk by just in a cavalier way and they're like, that's the, <laughs> the disgusting insect of a homeless yeah. person. Yep. Like, yep. just get off the fucking drugs, you junkie. It's like or dude, like
3: nudging it. their kids like that's why you don't do drugs. Yeah. It's, uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's you don't like even the- fucking know.
4: I was homeless a number of times in my life and I found not in all cases, but there's so many cases of homeless people where it's because of broken hearts and that's why they're homeless and it's really tragic and they never wanted that. And another thing people don't realize is, you know, in the Hollywood depiction of a homeless person and how we always think of it is the ones that are on the streets that are like begging you for change and shit. When I was homeless in California for like six months, twice. And then another time in the Midwest, I found that most homeless people are not on the streets. Homeless awareness people Most homeless people are not the people you see on the streets. That is a very small percentage of the homeless community. Most are struggling in public libraries, in McDonald's, on their cell phones, on their laptops, trying any way to get some job to like maybe work as like a seamstress at a Victoria's Secret back warehouse or something like that. Like these people desperately want to get their lives back together. Many of them have families. They have children. They're not the people you see on the streets. That's like 10% of the homeless population are these drug addicted, kind of like psychotic like and bless those souls too they need help as well but people don't realize most homeless people you don't see them because when you're homeless like the number one objective is to stay invisible because you don't want the cops to see you you don't want people to rob you because you're living out of your car or worse you're living off the streets like you're so vulnerable to all sorts of like rapists murderers thieves cops, like dirty cops and all that kind of stuff. So you got to stay hidden. So when you see a homeless person on the streets, like, oh, that's what a homeless person. Is. then a homeless person is someone you just saw you were eating next to at McDonald's. You had no idea because they do everything they can to disguise it. But they live in that car that's got the curtains on it in this parking lot of this McDonald's right here. They live there. That's a family inside of that car, motherfucker.
3: That is so well said, dude. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hell yeah.
4: Well, why can't they just get out the drugs? Did you try getting off fucking Xanax while you're in a car when you've been dependent on it for five years when you're homeless. Good luck, motherfucker. Welcome I've to seen... Nightmareville. There's things worse than death. The Bible talks about this. That right there, pharmakia Hell yeah, mm. Tommy
3: Damn. Oh, Lee,
2: oh, G, bro. <laughs> God <laughs> damn.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah. Hopefully dude. that'll bring some some uh awareness to uh mental health and homelessness and Seriously, yeah. that's and the goal. If, And if
4: you are dependent on a substance, do not get off it cold turkey. If there's one message I can give before I die, <laughs> do not get off your substance cold turkey. It will harm you. Get educated about whatever you've been taking for the past five to ten years and learn about it. If you were like, oh, I'm going to get off this stuff, and don't, don't be a hero. A great doctor once told me, don't be a hero. If you're trying to come off of a substance, I'm going to get off this in two weeks. No, 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 no. You come off it when your body tells you you can come off of it. Like, you've got to taper this stuff slowly. Okay, so don't just be cavalier about this. This very dangerous stuff, which is very irresponsible for the health professionals. Not that all, everyone blames the doctors. It's like, blame big pharma. Blame the health insurance companies. It's not just the doctors. But like, since there's these people who are supposed to be the ones who are spreading awareness about this are not doing their job. Let me do it. Which is, it's very dangerous. A lot of these medications people are on right now. A lot of these drugs people are on people just like poo, poo, poo. It is like, Oh, they're just an addict or they're going through something, or it's just a junkie. It's like, no, this is your next door neighbor. Like millions of people, if they were denied their substance, whatever it is, in some t- cases, it might be a food that they're addicted to they're going to turn into a literal zombie. Their life depends, on their sanity, at least for the acute period, depends on this stuff. And there's a real nightmare looming with that if that supply chain gets disrupted and there's not enough awareness about it. And there's people that are suffering in silence for years and years and years. And their husband or their wife or their whoever is telling them, their parents are telling them, best friend, you're <coughs> crazy, shut up, stop complaining. But they're really going through something, which is that- their brain has been altered or they're being poisoned like basically by big pharma or their doctor and their doctor doesn't mean to poison them. It's just, this is what the doctor has been told from the pharmaceutical rep who's been told by somebody, by somebody to somebody it's all compartmentalized on purpose. So there's like nobody to actually point the blame to, but it doesn't matter. The fruitage is still the same. There are millions of people who are essentially being poisoned all over. I mean, maybe even billions, but millions that are a, a, everyday dependent and their lives revolve around a certain medication or a drug and anything if they could get one wish from the genie out of that bottle it would be to come off of that drug and there's millions of these people and you never hear their stories why isn't this on the mainstream news there is more opioid overdoses during the pandemic than during the opioid crisis how come that wasn't talked about What's going on with all this fentanyl that's coming in through China and then in through Mexico up through the cartels? Like, is anybody keeping a watch on this stuff? Like what they're letting
3: it they're letting it run rampant in the streets, man, especially with the fentanyl, like where I'm from, the area I'm from. Yeah. That's I have crazy. like like, literally, I'm saying a handful because I might be forgetting about people and I don't want them to be hurt by me saying this, but I have lost damn near all of my friends. But I have like a handful left is what I'm saying. Dude, I've lost all a of ton of friends, too. I've,
4: I've sung at the funeral of one of my yeah. friends. Like, I've... Dude, I have... I know. It's, it's crazy. It's terrible,
3: dude. It's, it's terrible. terrible.
4: Like, oh, there's a lot of people that I really wish were still here today that aren't because of... Some of the stuff I've described. Yep. Or as the Bible would describe pharmakia, it's a great overall term for the spirit of this like dependency addiction spirit. It's like, the spirit I like I like this, I like that,
3: that analogy.
4: I mean, it really it, is. It, it, it is, is it like is. a demon. Like if you look at classical descriptions of demons and you compare it to like your standard benzodiazepine addiction or something, it's like I, I, that's basically a demon. It's almost like the pill itself is like a somehow a nexus point somehow it conjures this demon to like then like take over the soul of the person i believe that i believe yeah that's dependency whether it's a heroin dependency a sex dependency a food dependency or doesn't it's the same damn spirit it's this weird endlessly hungry ferocious spirit that's like number one job is to kill and ruin the host and completely defame them and ruin it's a parasite yeah. It's not what, just a parent. It's, it's a demon. What, there's, yeah. Yeah. There's like an intelligence to it. It's, it's because I, I mean, I've been through it myself. I know plenty of people that have like the, the struggle of coming off of a dependency. It's not just like, just quit it or just, taper off in this exact amount no every day is a different battle with that kind of stuff because this stuff has got an intelligence like oh so it freaks you out when it make your heart palpitate well then i'll make your fucking balls hurt and like it will switch all over your body it's like what the fuck you've got this like mystery illness for years Meanwhile, you go to your doctor and they're like, I don't know, just like get some better sleep and lose some weight. And it's like, they won't even tell you to eat an apple because they don't want to get sued. It's like, well, who has the authority to tell me to eat an apple? Oh, it's the doctor. It's not covered by my health insurance. It's going to cost me so much money. That's going to make me so broke that I'll be sick anyway.
3: And I couldn't afford a, va- you couldn't yeah. afford an apple. that. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it's I, fucked. But Bo and I were, we were talking, um, the other day. And I think one of the episodes we, we, uh, we would like to go over is is like addiction oh yeah and so
4: needs to be gone over good for you guys please um, do that do that
3: i I don't know what Bo's got lined up i don't think we have anything lined up at the moment but if you'd be interested that'd be dope we're we're all we're all we're all three in the same boat and that again that's going to be a
4: but yeah yeah, no, I've, be I've, I've been saying that for years is like the, the day I ever get the chance, whenever that path kind of comes my way and I have the option to take that door, which is to help the addicted communities or yep. the homeless communities like Same. and really like, oh, I am so there. Like, I it, because of what I've been through in my life, it went from like when I was a kid, like I want to be a rock star or I want to be a doctor or a fireman to now being like, I want to reach out and help people come off of subs or free themselves from these horrible dependent. If someone wants to be on a substance, that's different. But for people that are struggling to come off stuff or their lives are tortured or their entire family and network group doesn't understand it. And they're treating them like a junkie when the person's actually going through something really terrible and they're grieving and like, they don't want to be on this substance, all that kind of stuff. Like I want to reach out with addiction because I understand every last bit of addiction all too well. God gave me a path in this life for decades to deeply understand addiction, so I would gladly. I be think lucky. you need to be. Then you, I think you need to be there, dude. Because that, that okay. I think, I think
3: I'm hoping that episode blows the fuck up. Because I think it, it's um, all too common for and mental mental illness. I think kind of does fall into the addiction category. I think they're all kind of
4: definitely a little more, you know woven yeah.
3: together. Yeah. So I think that'll yeah, the, the, um, the,
4: the brilliant doctor, doctor Gabor Mate, G A B O R m-a-t-e look into him he was this vancouver-based doctor but he i don't think there's anybody who has more brilliant take on addiction than him and he'll tell you like all addiction he's like nobody wants to be an addict first of all it's a myth is that people want to be an addict no he's like nobody wants to be an addict because once you're addicted to something and you're an, nobody wants to be enslaved to anything and he says that all addiction is based in like childhood trauma or some form of trauma It's not that just a person wants to just like do like the conventional belief and how we're taught. And especially in this country is like, oh, it's just some irresponsible junkie. And it's like, but, but again, like I'm not shitting on America. Like people (laughs) do that all the time. think there's plenty of countries out there that treat their addicts like insects. Okay. It's not just America that's evil. Wake up. There's plenty of evil countries out there if the United States is evil. But yeah, but but there definitely needs to be some some serious, serious awareness brought to that stuff. There's there's not there's there's a scary amount a scary lack of awareness brought to that while millions of people in this country alone struggle with just addiction slash dependency alone. And nobody wants to be addicted. It's all rooted in trauma. It's not that they're just partying and being irresponsible. These people need help they need a hug they need someone to actually listen to them they need someone to actually understand them i mean like where is this stuff why isn't the president addressing these issues like these people are sitting in their homes watching the president on tv and they're suffering with panic disorder having like 12 panic attacks per day or whatever their problem is or they keep fighting suicidal ideation and stuff it's like who's talking about this where are our leaders they're not talking about this I mean you should you shall know them by their fruits like these people don't give a shit about you and me
3: There's some of them that are lifting up the rug and then there's another part of them that are sweeping. They're all underneath the rug and we just don't talk about
4: it. There are good voices out there, but I I will say, especially when it comes to dependency upon, because it's obviously must be very dangerous because big pharma money is behind so much stuff now. I mean, like I worked with a creative firm from 2012, 2014, and a lot of our clients were big pharma and we would often say about them, they've got more money than God. Not, I mean, not literally, but I'm just saying like, like that much money to like, like, you know, paint a picture. And uh, there's so much money behind everything they do. And they own a lot of the media channels in one way or another. They're heavily invested in this and that. The, the, a lot of people won't talk out against them or something. And it's not like I'm trying to talk against Big Pharma entirely. Because there's Big Pharma is comprised of a lot of really good people that work for G- Big Pharma. It's not that. It's just there is a small little elite element and club within the medical community, within Big Pharma, within every little community. There's a little snake. Yep. That slithers through this stuff. And one of those snakes is how addictive and dependency forming a lot of pharmaceutical products are that are literally ruining people's lives. And a lot of these people don't even realize that it's their dependency on the substance that's causing all these horrible symptoms they're having. I've lived with people all over California before, elderly people before that had these horrible symptoms from the medications they were taking, and they thought it was just because they had been out in the sun too long that day. Fuck, and dude. It's like, no, no, no. It's because you didn't take your Xanax this morning, man. You're having withdrawal symptoms. They'll look at you like, huh? You mean it's this? Chicken. No. no. The doctor not.
3: the doctor gave that to me. I just
4: need to drink some water. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. no. Like, it's like, no, the reason why you have locked yourself in your room and haven't called anybody or talked to anybody and you're 65 years old and you live in a dark room all day long for years is actually because of this fucking thing you've been taking from your doctor for the past five years. Yes. I mean, it's that intense of an effect it's having on people's lives. So again, watch what happens if you try to rip that Band-Aid off. If there's a supply chain breakdown of the medications in this country, I mean, that's the only reason that anybody should root for big pharma to stay in power to some degree. Because if they completely lose all power, the people that are rooting for big pharma to completely collapse, it's like, well, it's like, hold on a second here. Wait on. If you just completely made it collapse overnight and you no longer were able to manufacture these pills anymore, these evil pills, well, I'm sorry, but like at least 15 to 20% of the population in this country alone will literally turn into an animal.
3: If not, within if, 48 if not to 72 more. hours and, and when more. you
4: have millions of people in animal <laughs> mode simultaneously, it's like that's a fucking well, apocalypse, dude. In my oh, opinion, that's a it, fucking apocalypse. It is, it is a zombie flick. It's yeah. like, like, oh, this you, we used to watch zombie flicks like, oh, what a silly, ridiculous scenario that would never actually happen. Because how could this happen? And now you're looking, it's like, well, maybe they're not the walking dead, but they literally would act and walk and look just like zombies because yes. of the side effects that these particular compounds cause <clears throat> when you're withdrawing from them in the acute phases. Oh predictive oh, man, programming. Is. There's I mean and, and that's the whole thing is like why do they have to predict a program? I think a lot of people have told – some people say that like these evil black magicians and stuff, that, that like part of the way that they get away with not having to serve the karma for the evil that they do is by yeah. admitting to the world what they're doing. They're confessing. It's like in Catholic Church when you confess, they're essentially confessing through movies, but it's deceptive because they don't tell us that they're confessing. But maybe they do in some deceptive way. But that's the whole thing. Like the, the clip I recently saw, and I did a whole thing in my stories on Instagram about it, of The weekend the brilliant singer but yep. satan worshiper at one of his concerts Red, where right red right before he sings this song it's, it's a song he's got called uh reminder and he goes but you know me at this part right before the song busts into this part where the crowd always goes like yeah so right before that happens right behind him when he's playing this this footage from copenhagen when he's playing there in 2017 at that particular tour Every night when they would do this one song, they flashed the words first pain earlier in the song for like a millisecond. It's just like pain. And that's the only time in the show where it says it. And then right before this one moment where he goes, and you know, he says, but you know me, you know me, but you know me. I mean, the audience is thinking, yeah, we know you the weekend. But no, no, no. He's actually talking about Satan because right when he says, but you know me. The word Satan flashes on the huge thing for a millisecond. No one notices. And it's like literally milliseconds before it busts into that part of the song where the whole audience goes, yeah. So the weekend is literally just served as like a conduit to deceive millions of people per year into cheering for Satan. And if people at this high of a level of this top brass of the entertainment industry are doing these types of things, to satan you better believe that they believe in satan why would they go to the trouble to do something so deceptive so if they believe in satan Mm. at that high of level these people that have millions and billions of dollars at their disposal and all sorts of tools and exotic exotic technologies if they think satan is real then satan might as well be real and the good news there is that god must be real then the good news must also be real if the evil bad news is real because it's fucking real. Why would, yeah. why would someone at that level need to be subliminally making Satan go at a, pr- it's not just that he flashes Satan behind him, but if you know that song, if you know the lyrics and you know that moment in that tour every night, that that is like one of the highlight moments where they engineered it to get it so that people would focus their energy on mm. Satan without knowing it. Typical black magic to use, and a lot of people, a lot focus of people. people's energy. Yeah,
3: it was a lot of people. Was was that at the? Uh, excuse me, not this Super Bowl that just happened. Wasn't didn't he perform at the the last Super Bowl? Well,
4: I'm see, pretty that, that sure was, he was
3: the halftime show.
4: That was something I talked about in, in the, the little story I did on it. I have a little highlight reel in my Instagram called "Are They Demons," and it's in that section where I go through all these different. But um, I, like. The fact that there was just, they flashed Satan and it's this very calculated moment in the 2017 tour that The weekend did when they do the oh, okay. song Reminder. But I it's like, that's just one second from one artist from one show. Like, think about how much shit, if that's there, the, if we go back and I want to go back and do like a whole section and start analyzing old concert footage like Madonna shows, like these highly occult symbol ridden shows, like Madonna shows, Katy Perry shows. And go through like Lady Gaga shows and look for the little sub. And I bet you Satan is all over that shit. Just and, it's, and, it's, it. and so you have this whole entertainment network that is literally deceiving millions of people per year or per day to worship Satan without even realizing it. I bet you this is splattered all throughout Netflix, all throughout HBO, like everything. Absolutely. It's, it's say, this whole Satan adoration is is now like it's its tentacles have reached into like all aspects of this world and again people laugh at this kind of stuff and they laugh at the bible but that's but like okay then why are people the people that are behind the weekend that entertainment act are some of the top brass in the entertainment industry these people aren't fools these people are the in the know people and if for a they are worshiping Satan. You better realize, you better believe they know something that we don't about this Satan worship stuff. And they're not laughing about it at all. They take it very, very seriously. They pay homage to their master. Like that footage that emerged of Katy Perry on stage where she starts to pass out. She's yep. a clunk on the floor and she goes, Master, Master. Like before she passed out, she says, Master. It's like, what? I didn't Why did do she that. See? Oh, check out that footage. She says, Master. Right before she, she's like, Master, I don't feel so good. Master. It's like, Who's master, and that's what makes me think about like when when Handler? Rihanna does it, when Rihanna does like the whole like hand symbol, and you see this big black space above where all the audience is sitting at the Super Bowl this year. There's this whole space it's like you don't know, suppose there's some like Nephilim sitting up there, do you? And they're and and the celebrities know this, and they're actually doing a ritual worship to these Nephilim that have given them this supernatural power that to we write can't see. shit music that somehow sells millions of copies every single year. Because they've got (laughs) Nephilim technology behind their shit songs. And that's why everyone just gets addicted to them. Because it's Nephilim technology. No, it's not my Sharona that you like so much. My Sharona. No, it's Nephilim.
2: Hell yeah. Fucking brilliant. Fuck yeah, boys. Well, hey, man. This has been an awesome fucking podcast, man. Uh, I really appreciate you coming back on, Tommy. (laughs) Um, And if there's any parting words, you know... uh, Uh, I want you to go ahead and shout out where they can find you once more.
4: Uh, Me personally, you can just just look up Tommy, T-O-M-M-Y-D-I-M-M-E-L, Tommy Dimmel on Instagram stories and posts and reels is where I'm most active right now. I do have a presence on LinkedIn. I just haven't posted that much there because that's a lot of my cannabis people. And moving back to Kansas temporarily from California just like obviously you can't do a lot in the cannabis industry in Kansas quite yet. you can in neighboring Missouri, Colorado, uh, Arkansas and Oklahoma, but I'm still in Kansas at this point by just a few miles and so I'm most active right now on Instagram because Instagram is where I've really been able to flush out these types of thoughts. So look me up, Tommy Dimmel and I appreciate you all for having me on the show. I love I love Bo and him giving me the opportunity to be on here and chef it's, it's it's an honor you guys
3: uh honors ours man this is a fucking awesome we're looking forward to uh many more right on for sure man
2: and uh and chef can you uh, can you shout out where, where they can find sunday night secret society
3: <clears throat> yes as of right now that is on instagram and spotify i am working on adding the rest of the episodes on the spotify i made a couple mistakes on there so forgive me i'm new um and possibly twitter coming up we'll see we'll see we'll talk about it and uh yeah that's pretty much it man thank you guys
2: fuck yeah man all right yeah thank you both for being here and if there is anything that i can say to the uh people that are listening it is always remember to question everything and as usual this is your host bo diggles and i'm out baby bye